I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, One nation, under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn and now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Do you hear the people sing? 
broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep, why you live alone, and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did.
back, fuckers, to a, another edition of True Spiracy. Number True 60. 60. 60. Damn. No shit, old. right? It's getting old. <clears throat> Damn. Mm-hmm. So what's going on, fuckers? Um, hope your uh, night's got better since last night. Uh, sorry about the video, but that just fucking sucked. Anyway. The movie was great, though. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good movie. Yep. Um, it's good to see that they're putting some of the shit that we believe on big screen like that. So everybody else can see it, yeah. see what we see. See, I was, I always said that the problem with waking people up was that there was a chance that they weren't going to see what you see. You know, there's always that chance that people are going to see it differently. That's going to happen. It's the core set of beliefs that I think we all share. A, there's a God. B, he's pissed. C, our government's been lying to us since our government was created. D, they're trying to kill us. There's a deep state that is in charge of our government that essentially is elites that are trying to kill every single one of us. And I think those are core tenets we all agree on. Mm. Josh has been trying to get my goat. Josh has been trying to walk me into a fight that I don't want to get into because I will absolutely destroy the human being that we would get involved in. But if you follow Twitter at all, Josh has been sending me random clips of David Johnson. Derek, Derek, Derek Johnson. Derek, you don't Derek. even remember his name. No, he's such a twat. See, he's such a twat. I don't care. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> after I found out that he stole all of his brother's service and uh, said that it was his, I find that interesting, but I yeah, it is what it is. Uh, old Derek Johnson's he's dead to me anyway. Don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of immaterial. So, uh, yes. Uh, good, good luck with that, Josh. Um, I, I've seen the posts. I've laughed at them and, uh, I've already responded to a couple, but I, I think if I keep going yeah, Leo, down that's that the, road, that's the cowboy hat guy. Um, yeah. He's that soy boy faggot who likes to say that he did a bunch of shit in the military. We found out that he didn't do any nope. of it. It was all his brother's doing. And he's trying to take credit for his brother. And his brother called him out for being a liar and that he lied about everything he's ever told anybody. Yeah. And I he said, says he's a, he's like um, I, a, a billboard, like a billboard chart artist. Yes. He's not. But it's not like the billboard like you're thinking of. It's like the, uh, some fucking random online billboard chart. Gotcha. He uh, also, the reason that I have such an issue with what he says is he says a lot of half truths. <coughs> okay. One of the things that one of his big harps and gripes that I love to pick apart is he talks about the cannon fire at fuck Joe Biden's fucking inauguration. Yes. There were three cannons that you saw televised. First of all, I, I've been around D.C. for a hot minute. I've been in and around, especially the 3rd Infantry Battalion, um, which is the old guard, in case you're wondering. Um, I've been around them a bunch. I know a bunch of their shit. Um, one of the big things that everybody likes to, um, and where are my veterans? All my veterans I want you to type in the chat that you're here because I want to ask you something. It doesn't matter what service you were in. It doesn't matter what military even that you served in just that you served in the American military. And I guarantee that when I ask you these questions, these are all things you are going to know. Why? Because you passed basic training. You have a basic understanding of military customs and courtesies. And when he fucked that part up, 
That's where my issue was. It wasn't so much that what he was saying was wrong, but what he was saying wasn't even close to being right. He's like, oh, it's supposed to be three cannons with 21 shots. No, that's not a volley. A volley and a battery is seven cannons. Why? Because that's what comes in a volley. You have front security, you have back security. You have the lazy W set up in the middle. One, two, three, four, five. You have five more cannons right there. You have six and seven front and back. When they shoot, what do we call that, military guys, veterans? We call that a what? A volley, right? Well, back in the day when the first soldier died on the battlefield during the revolution, because of ammo shortages, George Washington said one battery will fire three times. In total, that gave you 21 rounds. One battery is made up of seven fucking cannons. It's 21 rounds, right? Do my math. Three times seven is what, babe? 21. So he saw three cannons, but what he refused to do was pan that video or let that video play out. When you play that video out, you see the full Lazy W formation with the front and rear security with cannons. So tell me something. If you have seven cannons following, firing in straight volley fire, after three times, you'd have 21 rounds, right? Mm -hmm. 21 at that point was designated and signified as symbolic to the United States military. And from that time forward, 21 rounds were fired not only at presidential inaugurations, but at soldiers' funerals. Every time you go to a funeral, you will see seven guys that will fire three rounds via rifle. Bang, bang. And it all sounds like one, or it's supposed to, if you get the National Guard guys, sorry, it sounds Which like popcorn. Which is why when we were counting cannon fire, we, I think we only counted like 19 because some of them were fired at the exact same time. You're not going to hear that. So you didn't hear it. 21 volleys is, it's specific. It's very emblematic of our country. And it's something you get and we do it with force. Seven guns, three volleys. That's what it's supposed to be. That also signifies what? Oh, that was the beginning. That was the first rounds traded before the Americans did what at Bunker Hill? We traded three rounds of volley fire with the Brits at Bunker Hill before we did what? Before we broke rank and pulled back. So that's why, that's the other reason we do 21. Just so you're aware, there's, it's got historical reference. Everything does. When he fucked that up, I'm sorry. At that point, I couldn't pay attention to him anymore. He didn't know what he was talking about. He said, I only saw three guns. Dude, you know that there's three batteries out there. They have the batteries. They're set in stone. They're literally, the cannons are cemented to the fucking ground. You can't move them. You can go to Washington, D.C., walk down Battery Park, three, see all three sets. All three, they're all marked, and they all say property of the 3rd Infantry Battalion, the old guard. And they're all taken care of by the old guard guys. I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, I didn't see that. How, how didn't you? All you got to do is watch the video. It's there. Believe it or not, it's there. This guy is horrible. And Josh is trying to pick a fight between me and him. And it's funny. I think it's hysterical because I know what Josh is doing. He's trying to get my goat. I'm not going to give it to him. But it's still hysterical because he keeps saying, sending me this... This guy is still going on. You know, he has 47.7 million followers on fucking, on, on fucking Twitter. Okay. I'm like, this guy's a lie though. Why is everybody following this douchebag?
He is a complete, he's completely full of shit. Okay. Why are you even giving him any attention right now? Just because I got emails that people were like, well, you never really gave us your side of the story. Well, my side of the story is that. When you fuck up just the basic shit, you don't know that I automatically question everything else you have to provide. And tell me something, guys, especially my veterans. If I fuck that up right now, would you guys still listen to me? Hmm. I, I'm just asking. I mean, because that to me is something when you guys graduated basic training, doesn't didn't matter if you joined the Army, the Navy, the Air Force or the Marines. You knew what, what volley fire was. You knew what a basic battery or the composition of a basic battery was, or you should have, because they told you about it. They told you about the squad. They told you about the team. They told you about the ind individual elements within from a platoon all the way up to a battalion and a brigade. They taught you all of that in basic training. It's obvious that he never graduated basic training because he would have got the final test where they taught him the rest of it. He only got like the first three weeks. And it's obvious, scarily obvious because he fucks it up all the time. Just saying. Anywho. Okay. That's all. All right, then. It's off my chest. It's gone. Good. Glad Fuck to hear him. it. Fuck him. Fuck that piece of shit. Yeah. You're right, Leo. Hopium addicts. There's never a shortage. There's around here. Not really. Who? I mean, who's a hopium addict? Uh, there is a shortage of hopium addicts around here. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, y'all call me the mother of the apocalypse. Well, you're also. <laughs> yeah, you got that going for you, though. That's a. You know? I mean, you'll have that on those big jobs, from what I understand. But I'm quite happy about it. We understand that. That's what's more disconcerting. <laughs> I, I think everybody can agree with me on that. Oh, it's all good. It's a little disconcerting that you're okay with being known as Mother of the Apocalypse. I'm just I, saying. I mean, it is what it is. Especially with today's topic. Um. Yeah. So uh, originally we were going to watch. Stu Peters. Stu Peters yeah. on, on Friday. Yeah. Um, but we didn't even finish our clips out on Friday, so there was no way we were going to watch a movie after that. And, um, I started watching it when it came out, what was it Wednesday or I don't know, whatever fucking day it came out. And I probably got like five or 10 minutes into it. And I was like, Nope, this is a Sunday show. Cause it's, it's, it's right there. I think it's like end days and times. From what I know, Stu might need some hopium. I, I think Stu's gone full blackpilled first off. Maybe he's been listening to us a little too much. Stu, take a seat, bro. It's okay. Strap in. We still so, got a long ride. So we're There's still some more coming. We're kind of going to do a doubleheader movie and times day. Yes, so, with some Instagram clips sprinkled in because there's some other shit that I want to reiterate that we already went over in Revelations that I want to bring back to the forefront because there's some shit out there that I'm watching and I'm sorry. When you all see it, you're all gonna agree. You're gonna say, wait a minute. Yep, John did say that. John told us in like the first chapter of Revelations that when the Euphrates River Valley dried up, we would see some really crazy shit. I'm telling you all something right now. There's some shit that people are playing with. They're, they're calling it magic. It ain't fucking magic, folks. They're fucking up. They're fucking with something that, quite honestly, they shouldn't be fucking with. And there's some weird shit going on out there, and I've got video of it. And trust me, when you see some of this shit, you're going to sit there and go, wait a minute. There's shit going on with mirrors right now that I can't fucking explain to save my life. 
It just, it's a whole other dimension there. And somebody was talking about it yesterday about keeping mirrors covered in your house now. Um, no, that's a, that's a Southern tradition. When someone dies, you're supposed to cover the mirrors in your house. so that Their spirit can't get trapped inside the mirror. It's the same. Something y'all might want to think about. Something y'all might want to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mick, tried the thing with my mirror and my mirror was fine. What did you try with your mirror? I'm scared to ask Lindsay. Did you take an egg, put it behind a piece of paper and take the whole piece of paper and stick it up to the mirror and then look at an angle? Could you see the egg? If you could see the egg, there's a fucking problem. How did the mirror know that the egg was going to be there? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, you did that shit. Ooh, that, that's some freaky shit. No, you can't do rock, paper, scissors. It's scissors, paper, scissors. That's the trick. It's scissors, paper, scissors. And then your hand stays paper after that. Um, PQuest asks, am I aware of having to register gardens and farms? Yes. What's my take? Yes. We talked about this a couple months ago. No. That the USDA is requesting that everybody register their garden. Even if you have a fucking tomato plant on your porch, you're supposed to register it as a garden. I say, fuck you. No. Hey, uh, PQuest, would you register your guns if they came in and said, hey, what guns do you have? Just asking. It's the same thing. Yep. So. Anyway. And that's my question. Why can, why, how does the mirror know? The mirror doesn't know what you have behind the piece of paper. All it should show is nothing. You shouldn't be able to see anything, but you can see the egg. It's like, how does the mirror know that the egg's there? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. It's, it's supposed to be a mirror reflection image of what you see. So, when you when you have a piece of paper blocking what that object is and you can see through the paper or you can see around the side of the mirror around the edge of the paper and you can see the egg i i still get weirded out by that that's fucking weird doesn't make any sense just doesn't make any sense lindsay's trying it right now scissors paper scissors yeah <sighs> I'm trying right now. All right. So she's going to do scissors, paper, scissors. If when her hand freezes, we're going to laugh our asses off. Cause she's going to be like, Holy shit. <laughs> it's going to be hysterical. And P quest. I, I, a few months ago when we spoke about it, it was a request. Yes. Um, not a requirement. Um, but remember it's not a requirement until someone passes a law about it. Correct. So until then they can suck it as Sergeant Peterson says. <clears throat> well, that's, I, I agree. You can suck it. Yep. Fuck that. Um, yep. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, they could literally, they could come over here and see my giant green beans that are twice the size of my hand and my cucumbers growing from overhead and be like, I need to register your garden. And I'd say, what garden? Has anybody gone on and looked I at it? I don't know what you're talking about. Has anybody gone on and looked at it? Let's just, just did a general search to find out what they're looking for. I, I just wonder, I'm just asking. Somebody actually go out, do me. Do me a favor, just go find out what they're looking for. I'd be really interested to find out if you're electroculture gardening. I'd be really interested to find out if you're using a certain, if they're asking about what fertilizer you, you're using. I'd be really interested to find out the questions they are asking and why. That would be interesting. 
Just saying. Yep. I, I would be really interested because why are they asking those questions? Why do they want to know, <clears throat> for instance, if you're doing electroculture or not? Why, why do they want to know if you're using a specific type of fertilizer or not? Imagine this. Or if you're organic or. Imagine this. Mm -hmm. They asked you about the ducks and the chickens, and then they asked what feed you were feeding your ducks and your chickens. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine they were asking that. So that way they could figure out, okay, so where do we got to put our drugs? Mm -hmm. What feed is everybody using? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, just throwing it out there. Let me show you some of the videos before you go crazy, Lint. I will I've got videos for days on this. It is scary shit. All right. We're going to do that before we do. Uh, do we want to do that first? It kind of slows everything up because I got to open it through a window. It does in... slow everything up. Let's do that last because we'll it'll do that fuck last. everything up yes, at the end of the show. So let's let's do this first. Let's get this going and then we'll uh, I'll show the videos at the end. I got a ton of them, Linz. I've saved so many. It's not even funny. I've got little kids doing shit in front of mirrors and their bodies stay put in the mirror. All right. It's weird. Weird shit. Anyway, we're going to do this first. This is uh, Stu Peters. What is this? The... Uh, End of days. End days. And end, end of times. times or something. something like that. Whatever. Yeah. And it's uh looks pretty dark. We'll see. We'll see if he's really black pilled or not. Leo, you know how live. Yeah. So you know how it fucks it up. We'll yeah. have to do it at the end. It'll be easy. It's not hard. Trust me, we'll spend time doing it. this session, which we're calling Rewriting Human Genes. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. Twitter user Hollow Sun wrote a chilling thread entitled, AI is not artificial. In it, he explains a perspective on technology that is quite absent in the modern world, and one that is integral to understanding why there's anything to be concerned about. All technology comes from demonic superintelligences, taught to humans to facilitate our destruction. This knowledge is relayed in many ways, but the main one is through dreams. Trances are also common. In these states, the mind opens up to the other side, an 
information is passed along. And there are more instances of this than you'd believe. And I'll run through the dream and try to interpret it and try to make sense out of it. And invariably, it doesn't always work, but it, it works more times than not. I'll have some new insight, and maybe a whole new idea uh, about this issue. I've gotten up and then and written a patent application for an invention that's come out this way. So during the day, I'm just kind of carrying out my dream decisions. In 1996, Larry Page had a dream he saw a massive room filled with all the information in the entire world, all saved inside metal cabinets. He was seeing a vision of the future. In 1869, Dmitry Mendeleev fell into a trance-like state where the various elements had arranged themselves before his eyes. It organized the elements the way they now appear in the periodic table. In 1984, Steve Jobs released the first Macintosh computer, whose company logo is far from subtle, for $666.66. In the past, he commented, quote, we had help when referring to the development of the technology and often utilized LSD to induce trance-like states during the company's development. DNA was a vision of a twisting staircase like the one Jacob saw leading into heaven. The Bohr Adam was envisioned in a dreamlike state. There is a long-standing legend that humans in search of great knowledge turn to wise entities for guidance or wisdom or even wealth. The classic deal with the devil of Western folklore. I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? On <laughs> this earth and in, uh, and then in the world we can't see. This goes back to the Garden of Eden where the serpent promises Eve divine knowledge in exchange for her immortal soul. Of course, Eve didn't know her soul was on the table, only that she would be as gods, knowing good and evil. This divine knowledge destroyed the perfect Garden of Eden, precipitating the fall of man. Fallen angel Asael descended to earth and gave forbidden knowledge to women concerning female adornment, which facilitated lust. He also taught men how to create weapons which enabled war. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only equal all the time. And so God annihilated his creation. The Industrial Revolution had similar effect on humanity as a whole. We stepped outside of the garden for the promise of a better, more prosperous life. But this knowledge has a high cost. The power of technology has already destroyed the foundation of civilization completely. We have become atomized, transforming our world into a hellish realm. 
We are destroying the planet along with our own minds and bodies. There are always two sides to the demonic pact. The initial and beneficial effect and the payment. The full extent of this cost is hidden and you find out once it's already too late. In the stories, it's the soul of the fool who dared to dance with the devil. But ours is greater. This is what I refer to as the demonic intent, or the fine print. The true motivation. Giving you some small measure of material power is easy for a demon, because in the end he will get exactly what he wants. The devil is the god of this world, so he has the power to grant us material things. But only if we accept his pacts. Your soul cannot be stolen unless you give it away. Have you ever signed a terms and agreements without reading it? Then it might already be too late. This is the demonic intent to weaken us on a civilizational level, to deracinate us and desensitize us to the darkness and depravity we subject ourselves to. I call this the technological cycle. You can see its machinations coiled through the histories when they stepped in. The technological cycle is the cycle of advancement, the progression from man to machine. As we surround ourselves with profane machines, they whittle away at our divinity, making us in turn as mechanical as they are. Technology will strip us of autonomy if we let it. This is what makes it so sinister. It preys on all our biological and evolutionary weaknesses, perfectly designed to drain us of all humanity, of all divinity, until man becomes nothing more than a mindless slave. Everything comes in gradual waves. All you have to do is passively accept it. Each new advancement creeps its way into our laps, but you still have free will. I'd blame technology alone for this if there wasn't so much evidence outside of inspiration driving it forwards. Even in ancient history, mankind makes inexplicable leaps between ages, from the Stone Age to the Iron Age massive leaps in technological complexity. This is hinted at in the scripture when it says that an angel taught Tubal-Cain the art of metalworking. The meaning of his name is dragged or carried by the great king Baal. In the lesser key of Solomon there are descriptions of demons and the things they will teach you. In there, Baal is described as a great duke of hell. A demon with legions of lesser demons that serve under him. And all demons were once angels. When God created Adam, Lucifer was furious. Refusing to bow to something he saw as inferior to himself is the reason why he was cast down from heaven. Seeing mankind broken and fallen is Satan's greatest desire and so he will grind away at us, tempting testing until every last soul falls into the abyss with him. Technology is one of the most insidious of these devices.
They seek to corrupt the divine creation into something that does not resemble it at all, to swing the pendulum to the opposite extreme, to remove nature from the image completely and replace it with a mechanical landscape devoid of divine design, to transform this world into hell. The technological cycle is a way to accomplish two of their desires to corrupt our bodies until they no longer resemble the creation of the divine, to build for them what they cannot create for themselves, digital and mechanical bodies that they can use to rule this world. There is nothing artificial about artificial intelligence. This is something that has been lurking behind the veil since the beginning of time, trying to get through. AI is a vehicle for demons to enter our world. All the mechanical interfaces that we have been building around ourselves will become the bars of our prison. We will build the matrix with our own hands and be buried. This network of data gathering, omniscient cameras, GPS tracking, simulated reality devices will all be put to use by the god of this new world. The outside intelligence that fills the AI shell. We have created our own demiurge and turned our beautiful world into hell. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. In 1961, President Eisenhower warned the nation of the rise of a military-industrial complex. He did not heed his warning. Is it now too late to heed his second warning? Or have we become captives of the scientific and technological elites? Science, 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 and science. On almost every subject that you can name, science is the answer. There is a degree of anti-science feeling in this country. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Tonight, the CDC says double masking offers more protection against COVID-19. Effective this Wednesday, we're going to adopt the CDC's new guidance and regulations on masks and social distancing. Masks and shields to floor-to-ceiling separation. Teachers are still having to find a way to do their job, even under the strangest of circumstances. CDC now says the science supports reducing the minimum recommended space between students as long as everyone is wearing a well-fitted mask. Grab a slice of cold pizza and an extra thick rubber band and there you have it. The Ohio woman who was tased at a middle school football game after refusing to wear a mask, she was arrested and charged with trespassing. These people are no. going to shoot me for trying not to breathe. Cool. Come, cool. On, Come on, dude. Don't re oh, don't do that. The man was handcuffed in the stands for not wearing a mask. Get off of me! Grabbed around the neck by police, a woman who wasn't wearing a mask. It's a man on a girl and you choked her. With the health secretary warning, sunbathing in public places was banned and threatening a public...
possible tightening of measures, but without spelling out how. While busy beaches and packed parks might seem like a COVID risk, there hasn't been a single case of outdoor transmission since the pandemic began. The liquid droplets that carry COVID evaporate in the outdoor. That's why, regardless of the fears, there was no transmission from Black Lives Matter protests in Australia. Yep, this paddleboarder was arrested after refusing to get out of the water in Malibu. I think uh, trust science. I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump. We have seen a deliberate attempt in many places around the world to undermine trust in science. In Israel, they closed down the synagogues. They closed down mosques and shrines. Our churches all over the world are telling people, don't come to church. Why? Because the scientists said so. And I think if lives can be saved, even from the unrighteous killing of a baby, uh, that there's something to be gained there. What I will say of this virus, I think we're in the middle of a massive experiment worldwide. And that Where's is- Where's the guinea pigs? Uh, uh, maybe the experiment is, will people listen to scientists? What scientists are telling us now, is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. How dare you! Since the late 19th century, um, science has been conducted under the aspect of a belief system or worldview, which is essentially that of materialism. The universe is like a machine, animals and plants are like machines, we're like machines. In fact, we are machines. We're lumbering robots, in Richard Dawkins' vivid phrase. If you base medicine on, on science, you cure people. Drive the point through the orbital plate. If you base the design of planes on science, they fly. If you base the design of rockets on science, they reach the moon. Three, two, one. Right away, Houston. It works, bitches. <laughs> As the fourth industrial revolution looms on the horizon, a new religion emerges, that of scientism. Masquerading as materialists and atheists, the prophets of this new creed cry out in the town square, of the coming age of transhumanism. When man will finally become like gods. When Yuval Noah Harari published his first book, Sapiens, in 2014, about the history of the human species, it became a global bestseller and turned the little-known Israeli history professor into one of the most popular writers and thinkers on the planet. But when we met with Harari in Tel Aviv this summer, it wasn't our species past that concerned him. It was our future. Life is about to break out of the limited organic realm and start spreading into the vastness of the inorganic realm. We are about to create the first inorganic life forms 
after four billion years of evolution. And in the process, our own species, Homo sapiens, is likely to disappear, not because we will destroy ourselves, but because we will change and upgrade ourselves into something very different. In the 21st century, will be to try and gain control of the world inside us, to learn how to engineer and produce bodies and brains and minds. These are likely to be the main products of the 21st century economy. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. Then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. But this doesn't sound like a very appealing future. Ray Kurzweil is one of the world's leading inventors, thinkers and futurists with a 30-year track and reputation of accurate predictions called the restless genius by the Wall Street Journal and the ultimate thinking machine by Forbes. He was selected as one of the top entrepreneurs by Inc. magazine which described him as the rightful heir to Thomas Edison. PBS selected him as one of the 16 revolutionaries who made America. It's the exponentially growing information technologies that will save us in the form of GNR, genetics, nanotechnology, robotics. Robotics really meaning artificial intelligence. There's been a long tradition in science ever since Copernicus replaced Ptolemy uh, that there's nothing special about humans, there's nothing special about the Earth. Uh, we're not descended from gods, we're descended from worms. We are fundamentally information. At the core of every one of our 10 trillion cells are genes, and genes are sequences of data. And they evolved thousands of years ago. Many of them go back millions of years. We have this old software that really is not entirely relevant to the modern age we live in. Well, we're going to become increasingly non-biological to the point where the non-biological part predominates and the biological part is not that important anymore. In fact, the non-biological part, the machine part, will be so powerful it can completely model and understand the biological part. So even if that biological part went away, it wouldn't make any difference because the, the non-biological part already understood it completely. Another step then is in the 2030s when we can actually connect our neocortex, which is where we do our thinking, to computers. So I believe that will happen in the 2030s. We'll actually, so just the way this is greatly amplified by being connected to the cloud, uh, we can connect our own brain to the cloud. To clarify what I think you just said, that in 20 years, plus or minus, so the mid-2030s, we will have nanobots that we can feed into our brain that directly connect to the cloud rather than through anything we carry in our pocket. Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink said on Thursday it had been given a green light from the US FDA to kickstart its first in human clinical study. The bottom line is we are one human machine civilization. 
this technology has already expanded who we are and it's going to go into high gear when we get to the steep part of the exponential. And then the last uh, revolution, which began about 500 years ago, and which we are still really just in the beginning of it, is the scientific revolution. Uh, again, humankind gains immense new powers, uh, su such big powers that you can say they might really transform us, not only from just apes into the rulers of the planet, they might transform us into gods. We are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. On va les implanter dans nos vêtements, c'est-à-dire wearables, comme on le dit. Et après, on pourrait s'imaginer qu'on les implante dans nos cerveaux ou dans nos topos. Et à la fin, peut-être il y a une communication directe entre notre cerveau et le monde digital. Ce que nous voyons, c'est une sorte de fusion du monde physique, digital et biologique. So we had these two big revolutions, the computer science revolution, or the infotech revolution, and the revolution in the biological sciences. And they are still separate, but they are about to merge. They are merging around, I would say, the biometric sensor. This is where authority in the 21st century will reside, and all the important decisions will not be made by the Pope or by God, they will not be made by democratic elections and by uh, individual consumers, they will be made by the algorithms in the cloud. Biotechnology will for the first time in history translate economic inequality into biological inequality. Therefore may even push humans out of the job market and will create an immense new class, the useless class, I think it's important for people to understand that synthetic biology or biotechnology is, is taking biology and turning it into technology or making technology that mimics biology. I have over 25 years in the pharmaceutical, medical device and biotech industries as a med legal advisor and biotech analyst. My clients basically hire me to, to read through very complex scientific information FDA filings, uh, and even their patents, uh, so that I can simplify that information for them to understand, uh, the board members to understand. I often joke, my, my clients pay me to read so they don't have to. And one of the things that I, I, I do also is I read the patents. And there's a lot of information in the patents that is not typically disclosed uh, unless a uh, company decides to disclose it to the general public. Uh, and when I read through the patents for the mRNA technology vaccines, I was very shocked because they did not read as a vaccine. They read as a bioweapon. When I first went on this endeavor and God put on my heart to look into all these documents, to do what I do for big pharma clients, to do it for his children, I said, I can't do this, God. I had a team of 20 people doing this for me before. And now there's this 20 years of research and development from this highly scientific and complex industry that is very difficult to go through patents that are 280 pages long and there's dozens of them. 
and there's thousands of peer-reviewed publications that are anywhere from five to 75 pages long. I mean, I looked at my dining room table and all of this information I had to go through and I said, God, I can't do this. And as my son always reminds me, if I do my best, God does the rest, right? And I think what people need to understand is that because we have not known about this evil, we are now being told this evil is good for us. Yeah, I know. They need a little push. A push and a drag. Yeah. They're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all are giving that died, that's that once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah. else, something else going it on. It is with something that. going yeah, on. With something it. Else You're right. But I'm glad millions of people, like me and almost everybody here, didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep doing it. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all, campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. In the medical marketing industry, um, there is, we have experts dedicated to something called nomenclature, which is making up words or changing the definition of words so that it sounds better to the medical audience and to consumers. And mRNA is, is, a, is a misnomer. The term mRNA vaccine is a red herring. It, the purpose is to manipulate people into believing that they are being injected with something that is biological in nature and that is going to enhance their immune system. And that's simply not true. The point of this was to end the human species, to create a new, as Elon Musk calls them, humanoids, like to merge technology into the human body. And before people say that's crazy, what do you think biotechnology is? Uh, DARPA calls it transhumanism, military transhumanism. But in an interesting way, this is actually part and parcel of the whole movement towards robotics. It's not only making individual warfighters comfortable with robots, it's this idea of coupling man and machine and merging humans and machine. And DARPA is doing that with programs now with uh, what they call biohybrids, which people might call cyborgs. You know, they're able to actually control a rat's through a labyrinth remotely because they've implanted electrodes in its brain. This is a developmental system made by MC10, and it has uh, an antenna and some sensors embedded in it. And what we plan to do is work with them to advance a tattoo that could be used for authentication. It's taking biology and making it technology, take technology and making it biology. And transhumanism is the merger of the human body with technology. I, it, it, it's, not, it's obvious to me. I don't, I don't know what people, like the words mean what they mean. We are at the beginning. When you look at it, at technology transformation, it usually takes place in, in the terms of an S-curve. And we are just now 
where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, <clears throat> but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. So people often ask me, so do you think COVID-19 never happened? And COVID-19 absolutely did happen. There was a pandemic, but what caused COVID-19 was not a virus. What it was, was this lipid nanoparticle technology that basically hijacks the human immune system as well as our neurological system, causing mild to moderate disease or severe disease. So what they were calling spike proteins were actually lipid nanoparticles. Those were LNPs. So when you take a magnetic hydrogel, uh, which is also in the patents, uh, and you infect a biological cell, you can see that cell is covered with all of these little spikes. That's the spike protein. You're not infected with a virus, you're, you're infected with lipid nanoparticle technology that then reprograms that cell to then give off these biosynthetic toxins in your body. That's what caused COVID-19. And James Giordano, who began advising uh, the U.S. military and the intelligence community in 2008 under the Obama administration, actually discusses the use of lipid nanoparticle technology as neuroweapons. One of the newest developments is that nanoparticulate matter can be stabilized for distribution. If you're not aware of what nanoparticulate matter is, it's that matter which exists on a scale of well, 1 times 10 to the minus 9th. Very, very small. Smaller than a cell. And we can manufacture materials that have discrete properties that can be controlled by virtue of bioengineering and their physical chemistry. To auto-aggregate, to be able to aggregate in particular areas based upon their biological and or chemical sensitivity. But now we go one step further. Most recently, just a few weeks ago, it was announced that you could then aerosolize nanomaterials. And go one step further, I can create small robotic units, controllable robotic units at the nanoscale, and that these two can be aerosolized to create a nanoswarm of biopenetrable materials that you cannot see, that can penetrate all but the most robust biochemical filters that are able to integrate themselves through a variety of membranes, mucous membranes, and wherever, mouth, nose, ears, eyes, can be then uptaken into the vascular system to create clumping, can affect the vascular system of the brain or can directly diffuse into the brain space, and these can be weaponized. And they can be done in such a level that their presence is almost impossible to detect, and as such, the attribution becomes exceedingly difficult to demonstrate. They were released in targeted areas, including a nursing home in Kings County, Washington. Remember, this area is home to some of the most important companies in the world. Names that you know, like Matt, Matt Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, Alaska Airlines, and F5 Networks. In New York City. Governor Cuomo just announced the first confirmed case in New York City. Lombardy, Italy. In the Lombardy region, the health care system is on the brink of collapse. And then, of course, Wuhan. Spreading from Wuhan, China. And tonight, that first case here in the U.S., the patient in isolation now being treated by that robot. And by misrepresenting 
the truth that this was not a highly contagious uh, virus, uh, but making it seem as one, they made people demand a vaccine. The, the point of COVID-19, as, as James Giordano had said, it was about to create the media hype of the worried well, so that we would beg for a solution. What I've now done is I've got every individual who is diagnostically hypochondriacal, and I've got every individual who's the worried well flooding the public health system, banging on the door. People have been deceived at all levels of government. People have been deceived in militaries around the globe as well, uh, the men and women who are serving in our global militaries. Because before Satan can destroy, he must deceive. Because in 2002, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. Listen to those words, infectious replication defective. What does that phrase actually mean? For those of you not familiar with language, let me unpack it for you. Infectious replication defective means a weapon. It means something meant to target an individual, but not have collateral damage to other individuals. That's what infectious replication defective means. In 2018, Peter Daszak, the president of EcoHealth Alliance, submitted a proposal to the Department of Defense, clearly articulating the bioweapon that they were developing. And part of his team was Ralph Barrett from the University of North Carolina, as well as Dr. Zheng Li Shi from the Wuhan Institute of Biology. And in the proposal, Daszak clearly states, we will develop recombinant chimeric spike proteins from the known SARS-R-CoV-S virus. That's the SARS-CoV-2 sequences. And we will sequence, reconstruct, and characterize spike trimers and incorporate them into nanoparticles. This is very damning evidence that COVID-19 was not caused by a gain-of-function virus. It was caused by nanotechnology, nanotechnology that was always intended to be used as a bioweapon on global civilians. Please make sure that you make reference in every investigation to the premeditation nature of this, because it was in September of 2019 that the world was informed that we were going to have an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen so that by September 2020, there would be a worldwide acceptance of a universal vaccine template. That's their words. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. Until an infectious disease crisis is very real, present, and at the emergency threshold, that is often largely ignored. To sustain the funding base beyond the crisis, he said, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan-influenza or pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media, and the economics will follow the hype. 
We often say no one is safe until everyone is safe, and that's that's more than just a slogan. No one is safe. 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 We aren't really ever going to be safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. The whole world isn't safe. None of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. No one's safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe because nobody is safe until we are all safe. Seven months before the allegation of patient number one, four patent applications of Moderna were modified to include the term accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen as the justification for making a vaccine for a thing that did not exist. So let's just get into this, and, and I'd like to take you through the patents that are on Moderna's website. So there's a patent entitled Modified polynucleotides for the production of secreted proteins. This is one of the master patents for what they're calling mRNA vaccines. Uh, right in the abstract, it describes um, that the lipid nanoparticles have a particle size between 80 and 160 nanometers, and it contains modified mRNA encoding a polypeptide. It includes a cationic lipid, a neutral lipid, a cholesterol, and a pegylated lipid. What they're calling lipids actually host cationic charges. They host positive electromagnetic fields. There is no lipid in nature that does that. Uh, they're using the term lipid instead of nanotechnology. As you go through the patent in section 219, it explains how they are self-assembled nanoparticles and they're fully programmable. That term in here is, it, should, it is an alarming term. Uh, for a number of reasons. One reason is that these are both pre-programmable as well as they can uh, receive programs from an external source. Microsoft did a three-minute video on their technology. Uh, they call them biological computers. Imagine a world where we can do computation inside living cells. The problem that we're trying to solve is really trying to have a more sophisticated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells. Imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell. The type of work that they're doing is essentially they're trying to sense, analyze and control molecular information. In this project we're trying to use DNA as a programmable material. DNA is highly programmable just like a computer and we can program a whole range of complex behaviors using DNA molecules. So there's one specific patent that I, I think it's very important for every American citizen to see, and it's patent number US 9539210B2. It was issued on January 10th of 2017. The patent is entitled Vaccine Nanotechnology, and in section nine, it discusses the vaccine nanotechnology uh, that can deliver molecules. In some, in some embodiments, the small molecule is a toxin. The toxin is from a chemical weapon an agent of biowarfare. This is a utility patent for the pegylated lipid nanoparticles that are in these, what they're calling COVID-19 vaccines. It is a utility patent for that nanotechnology to be used as a bioweapon. So Pfizer entered into a contract with the Department of Defense, the US Army, in July of 2020. And the contract uh, was to manufacture a vaccine that was capable of providing protection against the SARS-CoV-2 threat and related coronaviruses. So the purpose was to create an mRNA vaccine that would protect against SARS-CoV-2 infection and the variants. As you go through this 
contract though, under the chemistry manufacturing control section, they go through the manufacturing process. Much of it is blacked out for the lipid nanoparticle formulation. Um, they discuss how the lipid nanoparticles must adhere to good manufacturing practices, so they must not be contaminated. Well, in 2017, the FDA published guidance called classification of products as drugs and devices. And they classify nanoparticles, they classify them as devices because they can perform their functions inside the human body without being dependent on chemical reactions inside the human body. As you continue to go through the contract under the manufacturing development plan, that Pfizer will describe the manufacturing process for the vaccine product to ensure conformity with the Food and Drug Consumer Protection Act, Title 21351A2B. That's alarming because 21 U.S. Code 351A2B is the good manufacturing processes for devices. Specifically, the term device is an instrument, an apparatus, machine, or a contrivance that is intended to, the infect, to affect the structure of any function of the body of a man or other animal and does not achieve its primary purpose through chemical action within the body. So Pfizer has to adhere to the manufacturing practices for electromagnetic devices in their Operation Warp Speed contract. Nobody was told they were injected with electromagnetic devices. Physicians from Kamisav Worldwide in Mexico confronted their skepticism about the claims of any kind of electromagnetic properties of the vaccine. They performed a series of tests, and their results were nothing short of horrifying. Marzo, April del 2021, empezamos a detectar magnetismo en el sitio de inoculación de las vacunas. Ese fue el primer hallazgo. Después, compañeros de los vacunados que no estaban vacunados empezaron a decir que también ellos tenían magnetismo en alguna parte de su cuerpo. Ante esa evidencia, nos hicimos de un medidor de frecuencias electromagnéticas y entonces empezamos a medir la radiofrecuencia del vacunado y del no vacunado. Nos llamó la atención que no nada más había un fenómeno magnético, sino que también estaban funcionando como una gran antena, una antena que estaba recibiendo algún tipo de, de señal. Llegó a nosotros un estudio de un doctor llamado Pablo Campra de la Universidad de Almería, y por ahí de junio del 2021 llegó a nosotros el primer estudio de grafeno en una vacuna Pfizer. Yo, como médico, jamás había oído hablar del grafeno ni sabía qué era. Me puse a investigar y es un derivado del carbono que tiene propiedades magnéticas una vez que ingresa al cuerpo. Fuera del cuerpo, en un vial de una vacuna, no es magnético. Aparentemente, cuando el grafeno entra al interior del organismo y cambia de temperatura, reacciona con el hidrógeno del agua corporal y ahí es donde forma el óxido de grafeno y se magnetiza. El siguiente hallazgo fue en noviembre del año pasado, en donde no nada más se detecta grafeno en la vacuna Pfizer, sino se detecta en AstraZeneca, Moderna y Johnson Johnson, detectado por microscopía electrónica. 
Después nos vamos enterando que en Estados Unidos el doctor Robert Young también hace microscopía electrónica en viales de vacuna. Y en enero más o menos de este año llega a nuestro conocimiento el estudio de viales de vacuna CanSino, Sputnik y Sinopharm, que también tienen oxidografía. El 100% de los viales que se estudiaron tienen óxido de grafeno. My um, first interview with uh, Steve, Steve Peters, I disclosed the manufacturing facilities uh, in, in China um, that were creating uh, all of the excipients for all of the COVID-19 injections around the globe, including Pfizer's ALC0135 and ALC0159. And when you went to their website and you, and you looked at their uh, formulation for, for these excipients, um, they had publications on there explaining how they contained graphene oxide. And although that interview has gotten well over tens of millions of views around the globe, I, I was immediately attacked uh, by the mainstream media saying that there was no evidence that there was graphene oxide in the injections. False reports online state that some COVID-19 vaccines are 99% graphene oxide. One claim that's popped up recently is about graphene-like structures in the shot. A main CDC spokesperson called the claim false and ridiculous. This has not been verified. It's not a peer-reviewed journal. There is no substance here of accountability to the person who's published this. No, the COVID-19 vaccines do not contain any graphene oxide or other harmful materials. We are being gaslit and being told that there is no nanotechnology and there is no graphene oxide in these injections. Pfizer's own internal documents and they have a peer-reviewed publication explaining how they use graphene oxide Uh, in the engineering uh, of these nanoparticle technologies and their spike proteins. And when you read through the document, they explain how they order sequences from Syn Biological, infect human embryonic kidney cells, pour that fluid, that purified protein fluid, because now after they infect the human embryonic kidney cells, those kidney cells produce these new uh, multi-species proteins um, that have genetic sequences from non-human DNA. Uh, they pour it over a gold quantifoil mesh grids and overlay it with uh, one atom thick layer of graphene oxide. They create electromagnetic fields that then disrupt the electrons uh, of all of these materials, both organic and inorganic, and new ionic bonds are created. Those new ionic bonds then create millions of what they're calling spike proteins, which are these new artificial pathogens. Scientists and doctors around the globe have started to take a look at what's in the vials underneath the microscope. And Dr. Anna Mahalsia out of Washington State has been pioneering an effort to do this globally. And her and her colleagues have found and see, observed electromagnetic devices underneath the microscope. And they've seen the technology begin to self-assemble. Uh, engineers have been looking at the vials, the fluid in the vials underneath an electron microscope, brought in cell phones to see if there's a, a reaction. And what they found is that when the fluid that's in the vials is near electromagnetic frequencies, whether they're from smartphones or smart towers uh, in a house, it activates this technology. They also talk about in this patent in section 219 is the gels and the hydrogels. 
uh, and it says mRNA disclosed herein may be encapsulated into any hydrogel known in the art, which may form a gel when injected into the subject. And hydrogel is comprised of uh, single atom thick graphene oxides. So in dyed suddenly, when you see those long, thin, white, fibrous clots, um, those are the product of magnetic smart hydrogel. They're called soft actuators. They mimic um, cells and proteins to the point that they can actually start building structures in the human body, uh, tissue structures, anatomical structures. Um, they can recreate entire systems and organs. And hydrogel is comprised of single atom thick graphene oxide. What you're also going to be seeing, though, is you're going to be hearing the benefits of graphene oxide. The mainstream media is going to say, oh, graphene oxide has these amazing bactericidal effects, meaning it kills bacteria. It has amazing antiviral effects. Um, these are things that you're going to hear about graphene oxide. These are lies. Uh, graphene oxide uh, is, can be as, as thin as a single atom thick. Um, but it's also a great uh, conductor of electromagnetic fields. When it's been merged with these uh, non-human proteins um, that Pfizer did at, at Groton, Connecticut, and they merge graphene oxide, an electromagnetic conductor, with um, proteins, uh, biological proteins, uh, and they create these new synthetic uh, agents, they're called transducers. That means they can change the electromagnetic field inside the human body. Graphene oxide is being used because of its great electromagnetic properties. This is not conspiracy theory, and people are hosting electromagnetic fields. We have people who are able to put magnets to themselves. They're emitting Bluetooth signals. Pero, ¿por qué a campo abierto y cuál fue la justificación? Con un dispositivo electrónico como este simple celular, con una aplicación para Bluetooth, cuando se estaba cerca de personas vacunadas, se recogían unos códigos Bluetooth que se llaman MAC, quiere decir Media Access Control o Control de Acceso a The first three, known as WE, correspond to the device manufacturer's identifier. The last three blocks, also known as NIC, are the serial number or identifier of the device itself. Uno por uno, vacunado por vacunado, va a transitar del punto a al punto B, a ver si se registra, uno por uno, y vamos a ver a qué distancia nos da lectura el código Bluetooth. Entonces, ahora lo vamos a hacer así. ¿Y por qué lo estamos haciendo aquí? En mi lugar de trabajo, con esa misma computadora, no, salen 1500 códigos Bluetooth. Sí, que pase el primero, por favor. Ahorita, tiempo cero, no habemos ningún vacunado. Y no hay ninguna lectura de Bluetooth. Que pase, César. Llevo para allá. Ah, este ya, ya está listo esto para leer. Sí, pues. Luego, luego este agarró. Sí. A ver. Bien. Entonces, código de 
de de dedo 9, 36, sí. 54, sí. F de foco de, de sí. dedo, sí. 99, sí. 52. Con un trato. ¿Sí? 54-03, después otro de 93-65. Y ahorita otro, el 0F. Pues ya no sé de, de todos esos cuál, pero o sea, el, el último que se prendió. Sí, ahí sí fue muy notorio. Súper claro. Justo cuando entraste se encendió. Saludándolos desde un cementerio en alguna parte de la República para que vean que no hay ninguna persona aquí, aparte de nosotros, que no estamos vacunados. Y aquí estamos recogiendo los códigos de luto de personas que ya fallecieron. Por lo pronto en ese cementerio, cuatro códigos Bluetooth que hemos detectado. Obviamente desconocemos dónde están las personas que fallecieron en 2021 y 2022 y nos estamos guiando por las lecturas de Bluetooth. Repito, estamos en un cementerio, aquí alrededor no hay nadie vivo a la redonda. Aquí nuevamente otro dispositivo Bluetooth más de una persona que falleció el 22 de noviembre del 2021. Ya están 11 dispositivos aquí registrados y ahí están los códigos MAC. mRNA es software programs, it is encoding. And if you go to Moderna's website in the Wayback Machine from 2021, they specifically say on their website, mRNA is a temporary set of instructions for cells to make a protein. Uh, they call DNA the storage of that, and they call their mRNA platform an operating system. Under 21 USC 351, which is cited in the Operation Warp Speed contract, when they discuss devices, they also discuss the software programs. It says the term device does not include software functions excluded pursuant to section 360JO of this title. So, Moderna says on their website that the mRNA are software programs and they can be programmed, uh, pre-programmed or they can be programmed from outside sources. Operation Warp Speed Contract and the FDA are saying they're not overseeing what these programs do. So in the, the very near future, you're going to be hearing this new term, directed evolution. Some of you may have already heard it if you saw the Project Veritas video on Jordan Walker, who was the director of mRNA scientific research at Pfizer. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe, I, I, I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do game function research of the viruses, like, yeah. they recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on the line about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There are not be any more outbreaks, to thank Jesus Christ. And this caught the attention of Lieutenant General Kiryov, who's the um, Russian chief of nuclear and biowarfare. Commenting on approaches to creating new vaccine drugs, Walker said, quote, we don't mutate it ourselves. We focus on creating, proactively developing new vaccines. Thus, the Pfizer employee admits to conducting directed evolution research aimed at gaining competitive advantage and increasing profits. 
Walker's statements are backed up by those of former Pfizer employee Karen Kingston. She explicitly stated that the U.S. pharmaceutical company's products, quote, are by definition biological weapons, so-called directed evolution, changes that may or may not take tens or hundreds of years in nature and to create artificial viruses with a higher risk of infecting humans. But they're not talking about viruses. They're talking about the directed evolution and controlling the evolution of the human species. Directed evolution is transhumanism. Transhumanism, if you're forcing non-human genetic mutations to our genome, you are exterminating the human species. It was actually described as a bioweapons platform technology in 2005. And from 2005 onwards, it was actually a biowarfare enabling agent. It's official classification from 2005 forward. I don't know if that sounds like public health to you. Does it? Biological warfare enabling technology. That feels like not public health. That feels like not medicine. That feels like a weapon designed to take out humanity. That's what it feels like. And it feels like that because that's exactly what it is. Directed evolution is for the purposes of exterminating the human species. It is the definition of biowarfare. Because of their lust for power, the rulers of this world are doomed to reenact their father's sins. In the days of Noah, they contaminated the gene pool. But today, their hubris has augmented the very fabric of God's handiwork. That on a historical timescale, we are very close to an unprecedented and enormous and swift transformation of human life in the world. 20 years from now, they will be the size of blood cells and you won't need any surgery. It will just go into your brain through the bloodstream. Little robotic devices in the bloodstream into the brain. And they'll put our neocortex, which is the part of our brain where we do our thinking, uh, onto the cloud, connected to the cloud. Genome engineered animals and plants are happening right now. And this puts in front of all of us a huge responsibility to consider carefully both the unintended consequences as well as the intended impacts of a scientific breakthrough. Thank you. What people aren't understanding is that, that we are in the middle of, of World War III. We're in the middle of a global war. Why did every nation around the globe in lockstep decide to lock down their countries um, place their civilians on house arrest as if they had been invaded by a foreign enemy, put forward rules that you would have in prison camps in order to cause emotional and mental distress. So the question is, why did every nation around the globe agree to do this if we weren't in the middle of a war and under a global attack by some other global power? Ladies and gentlemen, I send you my warmest greetings and best wishes on the launch of the Great Reset. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Today um, is the beginning of uh, a global mobilization effort. 
to rally our forces behind this great reset initiative. Therefore, we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. Rebalancing investments, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset, are fundamental to building the future we need. If you wonder what someone's intentions are, you know, we're doing this for the greater good, well, look at the outcomes. Uh, we've destroyed economies around the globe. Uh, our children are set back years in, in social and educational development. And young, healthy people and teenagers and children are having heart attacks and dropping dead. If you wonder what their intentions are with this mRNA technology platform, look at the outcomes. If we don't recognize that there's evil in this world, now, then we're going to be annihilated to the exact level of our naivete. Philo Farnsworth never allowed his creation into his own home. Nor did Steve Jobs. Kalishnikov regretted his killing machine. Alfred Nobel, inventor of dynamite, founded the Nobel Peace Prize to offset the destruction his invention created. Orville Wright mourned the destruction his wings brought into the world. Oppenheimer became death itself. And the godfather of AI has now left Google, begun warning of the coming perils of his creation. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. In their hubris, the builders of the Tower of Babel reached toward the sky to make war on heaven and overthrow God. And nothing that they had imagined would be restrained from them, so God confused their languages. But today, the builders of these new towers care not on whom they make war. As long as they become like the God, they claim does not exist. But if history has clarified anything, it is that the minds responsible for bringing forth these technological revolutions will soon regret what they have done. But by then, it will be far too late. Pandora's box is now open, and its contents have exploded forth into this world under the influence of those men and spirits who despise themselves and their maker. such thing as unintended consequences. One of the first things I learned about the military is we intend every consequence. We know exactly what we're doing. We know why we're doing it. 
There, there are, there are, we call them effects. We don't call them consequences. We call them first, third, second, third, fourth, fifth order effects. We don't call them consequences. Mm. Uh, there's a reason for that because they are effects. Depending on what you do, you can affect the enemy. If you do the right thing, you push the right way, you can stop the enemy dead in his tracks. Then you don't need a lot of people to do it either. You could do it with 12 men. I've seen it done before. Been a part of it. It's pretty cool, actually. Evil is alive and well in this world. It is. And it's um, I, I think that was the big part that Stu was getting on. Um, is it's not the type of evil that we're used to. The type of evil that we're used to, what we're used to seeing is people taking heed for what they've done what we're currently watching we're, we're watching people do shit with no consequences whatsoever remember john told us in the first days of revelations we will see shit that we have never ever seen before gabriel told us that too yeah so john's not far off that's my thought I, i'm just speculating explain all the weird circumstances that you see there was a guy for instance this morning on instagram i have it i will be playing it he said there is no god he said if there was a god there'll be a lightning strike in three two one and there was a lightning strike and he pulled his car over and he said whoa I, i'm there's a reason why we're seeing this shit it's um, the way I like to look at it is it's the last chance. Think about it. God's trying to show you that he exists. You say that God doesn't exist and then say, tell him to do something. He does it. You just tested him. You better believe at that point. You don't believe at that point. Good luck on you, bro. Bold move, Cotton. Bold move. That's. Uh... Let's see if it pays off for him. I mean, uh, it really is. It's a bold strategy. It's like that comedian that said that I've been double vaccinated and boosted, and obviously Jesus loves me the best. And, and she fell boom. down and hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And she was dead a week later. Yep. Did she die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. She died like a week later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She ended up having a massive coronary. I know she cracked her skull when she hit the yep. ground, but yeah. Just saying. Yikes. Shit happens, folks. Hey, see what you want. The devil's out there. Devil's in the details. Have you ever heard that? Devil's in the details because mm -hmm. that's where the devil exists. Why? Because he, what it's was the little thing? What is the one trick the devil always set out to do to convince what mankind Man, he didn't exist. that he didn't exist? Mm -hmm. Okay. So remember, mm -hmm. when they say there's no evil, there's no evil, then there can't be any good. But yet, if you look at everything, for instance, I was watching this this morning too. If you look at hate what's the opposite of hate good right both spelled four letters right love but okay both spelled four letters right mm -hmm. hate and love four letters keep going keep going all the way down the line it doesn't matter what emotion you put up i can give you a four letter or an immediate response with the same number of letters it means that no matter what the yin and yang is real for every good there's an equal amount an opposite evil I found it really interesting, the whole part about them, about the vaccinated transmitting a signal. 
like an antenna pointing upwards. I like that the Mexicans knew to go to graves. Yes. That's interesting. I wonder if you went to Arlington today, what, what your Bluetooth signal would look like walking around Arlington. I mean, you'd have to go out to a cemetery where there's like nothing around. No, no. Well, Arlington, there's literally nothing around. A, yeah. there's nothing around there. There's not even a cell tower near there. A, but B, if you found, if you're at Arlington, you go down to section 60, which is all the new graves. Mm -hmm. or actually I think they're on 61. Now you go down to section 61 where all the new graves are. You're going to start seeing Bluetooth signals. Yeah. Because you, were to be you in know, section all, 59. So they, they're probably on 61 by now. You know, all the soldiers that are dying now have all been vaccinated. So, you know, you're going to get Bluetooth signals while you're in there. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. But, and, but remember they're buried six feet deep. That, that goes to my theory that, the jab detaches you, detaches your soul from source and reattaches it to something else. Actually, you know what? You're not going to get any Bluetooth signals because everybody buried, buried in Arlington now has to be cremated. Uh, so you're not going to get any Bluetooth signals. Really? They don't do full burials anymore at Arlington. They're all cremation burials because they just don't have the room. Robert E. Lee's property has finally come to the extent of what it could hold. They're getting down to the last couple sections of what, what was left of the old Potomac house. So it'll be a matter of time, I guess. But, um, man, you mean I might actually end up having to give up your gravesite at Arlington if you don't die in time? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I've had that bitch reserved for like going on 20 years. Yeah, I know. Shit. Well, right after we got married, it's like 16. 18. Come on. Hey, we've been married 18 years, babe. Okay. Yeah, it was like 16 years out. It was two years after we got married. And that was a year after I got fucked up. So it was a year after we got married. So yeah, it's 17 years. Going on 20. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you don't really have a spot reserved because they give you the first available spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really. I but mean, you got to fill out the paperwork and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I'm already guaranteed. I, mean, I know. I filled out all that paperwork years ago. And every once in a while, they call me. Has he died yet? Nah, Pretty he's much. Still, the fucker's still alive. He's still kicking around, that some bitch. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh. The bodies. Anyway. Yep. Uh, this one is the one we found the other morning. This is one I watched. Uh, watched this whole thing. This thing is... Um, Get ready to well, not the one you found the other morning. The one you 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 sent to me a couple weeks ago, and yes. you said this is for spiracy. And then you started to play it last week, but it wasn't for that spiracy. It no. was for this spiracy. Yes, this is. Uh, <laughs> get ready, hold on to your seats. Uh, this is going to hurt. Okay, watch this.
Satan Unbound. Is it possible that we're living during the times where Satan is loosed to deceive the nations? Having at least 1,000 years after being bound by God to perfectly perfect and craft his plan to deceive all of humanity besides a select few chosen by God. In this film, we will be diving headfirst into the rabbit hole, exploring certain topics that little to no one is willing to talk about or even knows about. And some of these topics will be projected in a different light that you most likely haven't heard before. Taking a closer look at what was really encoded in Shakespeare's work, fabricated history, ancient Egypt in the pyramids, the Rosicrucians, mystery religions, etc. Before we start, to tie all this together, we're gonna take a look at some scripture. Now wait, I know that's some of y'all's cue to click off, but hear me out. To those who don't believe, most of y'all see the Bible as a book of sacred numbers or a book describing astrology or for the more advanced, a true anatomy book describing the things in our brain and laying out how they work. And yes, all that stuff can be found in the Bible, but where y'all go wrong is y'all think it's either A, B, C, or D. It's not A, B, C, or D. It's all of the above. So when we say the Bible, most people automatically assume the notion we're talking about the KJV or some of the new sketchy versions. And many of us believers are well aware that the KJV may or may not have had its final occultic Rosicrucian encoded type edits by Francis Bacon before its finalization. So please, don't try and generalize us and attack us as if we we're all just some type of KJV only cult. And no offense to any KJV only readers, I'm not saying any of those claims are 100% true, but it's just something you may want to look into and come to your own conclusion. That being said, the scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, and all that extra stuff are just layers of his handiwork. You see, God is not bound by time, and there are things in the Bible that we are just beginning to truly understand because God is willing to reveal them to those with eyes to see. But remember, none of that extra stuff matters if you choose to deny the immovable structure of truth set before the foundation of the world, which is in his son, Jesus Christ. Because when you do that, you start to see the more laughable theories, such as Jesus was a mushroom or Jesus was a collective hallucination, or even worse when they try and use falsified history to make theories such as he was the Egyptian kundalini liquid 
that rises up your spine into your pineal gland. Or the just as bad when they try and use the history that they tell us happened in the first century, around 70 AD, and make the theories like, oh, Jesus was just a Roman creation by Tacitus, Titus, and Nero, and Josephus in them, without realizing that the chronology of the history they give us has been so heavily fabricated and rewritten, it's hard to tell if some of these historical plants even truly existed. And if they did, often not during the dates they give us. For a quick example, let's take a brief look at around 70 AD, Pompeii. What do we really know about Pompeii? According to the official historical narrative, in 79 AD, the ancient Roman city of Pompeii was completely buried under 13 to 20 feet of volcanic ash from the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. The ancient site was lost and abandoned, and their names and locations were forgotten. Pompeii was eventually finally rediscovered and excavated in 1748 by Spanish military engineer Roque Joaquin. But what if that narrative wasn't true at all? There actually seems to be a lot wrong with this mainstream narrative, and there's a lot of evidence pointing towards the destruction of Pompeii being a lot more recent than they tell us. Let's examine a few of these evidences. In 1514, Ambrogio Leone published the book Denola, containing Pompeii on a map still standing as a populated city. In 1570, Abraham Ortelius published the Regni Neapolitani, again showing Pompeii as an active city. In 1575, Antonio Laferri published the map of Italy, clearly depicting Pompeii well in standing even showing cathedrals. In 1603, Philip Kluver published a map of Italy showing Pompeii, still not destroyed, but as a populated city. Besides the maps, we then have Mascalo's record of 1633. Giovanni Battista Mascalo lived from 1582 to 1656 and actually claimed to have witnessed the eruption of Mount Vesuvius and the true destruction of Pompeii. Not in 79 AD, but in 1631. He then drew a before and after sketch of what the cities look like. He then claims in his book, two of these fire flows were very quick. One of them vigorously ran down to Herculaneum. The other one ran to Pompeii. Another evidence of the supposed corruption of the historical event could be found in the excavated paintings that seem to be depicting pineapples. The significantly strange thing about this is that it was not possible for there to be pineapples in the first century Europe, which is when they claimed these paintings were drawn. Because according to the mainstream narrative, pineapples are indigenous to South America, only being brought to Europe in the 1500s meaning the painters would have had no idea about pineapples if they truly lived during that time. However, critics would debate that these are not pineapples, but are pine cones.
That being said, it should be clear that the history of the early centuries of the world that they give us are extremely flip-flopped and fabricated and shouldn't be trusted. Personally, I'd go so far to say that anything they tell us before the Renaissance in the Age of Enlightenment Renaissance era should be taken very cautiously because from those times is when we start to see a shift of humanity from a more Christendom, Jesus-centered time all of a sudden to a more Roman, Greek, and occultic uprising. Dr. Anatoly Fomenko, whom is not just any professor, but the head of the math department in Moscow, Russia, who is well-versed in dendrochronology, carbon dating, and world chronology, goes so far to say that all the Roman and Greek statues we see today are fabricated creations during the Renaissance era. He also sums up his theories by saying, almost all history they tell us before the 1600s have been widely falsified to suit the agendas of what we call Satan being unbound. It's no coincidence that when the world was mainly Christianized, the elite called it the Dark Ages and loved to bash it. But when the occultic ancient theological presence starts to become manifest, they praise this period and call it the Enlightenment area. And we'll be getting deeper into this later in the film. But with that being said, within all the fabricated history, Jesus remains stable. We don't need these historical plants that they give us to know that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. I've even seen shamans use the power of the name Jesus Christ to repel spirits, evil spirits, in the different realms during their ayahuasca ceremonies. Often, the biggest Christ deniers are the ones who never experienced or truly seeked his presence themselves and go off seeking spiritual fulfillment in other places. With all that being said, we'll be going through a few scriptures that seem to be manifesting right before our eyes. Now bear with me through these because after we get through them and start getting into the meat of the video, you'll see how all this perfectly aligns with everything we see going on in the world today in a way you likely haven't heard before. We'll start off with Revelation 19. Hallelujah. But the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. In chapter 19 of Revelation is where a lot of confusion starts to come in especially when referring to certain denominations. You see, the Bible often uses this figurative, feminine, descriptive type marriage language. And this is often where the distortion of truth starts being fed to us as lies. Let's look at some similar verses to get a better understanding of this language. Ephesians 5 verse 23 and 24 writes, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. 
but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Again, we have Revelation 12 verse 5. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. Again, Isaiah 54 verse 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, he shall be called. It's pretty clear that the woman symbolizes Israel or the body of Christ or spiritual Israel whom God adopted us through his son. But sometime in the history of Christendom, Satan started showing his presence, making all types of different doctrines and especially infiltrating the Roman Catholic Church. They don't see it as the believers but rather, they teach that all nuns are mystically betrothed to Jesus in an actual marriage ceremony where a young woman dresses in white and makes a public vow to the church. And after this public profession, the young woman is told that she has become the bride of Christ and must consecrate herself until death. was just consecrated as a bride of Christ. Um, more specifically, I was consecrated as a virgin living in the world. And she would make him a promise of our virginity as a gift back to him. So we, we become brides of Christ. Receive this veil by which you are to show that you have been chosen for other women to be dedicated to the service of... As you can see, totally corrupting a doctrine so simple and they have a deep history of doing these types of things. When you actually start to research these different popes, you find out they secretly did some of the most wicked things that you could think of. And I'll be doing separate videos on some of these untalked about things that some of these popes did. For example, Cardinal Bonaventure, whom they also call a saint, created a complete parody of the Psalms by changing every time the word Lord or God was mentioned, he changed it to Our Lady. Another way they also inverted the whole bride situation was by placing a Jesus-like hierarchy on the Virgin Mary. The doctrine of the Immaculate Conception or Sinless Perfect Mary was proclaimed error-free or infallible by Pope Pius IX in the formal proclamation in 1854. We can often see how Satan shows his presence by making slight corruptions that most might not catch. On to Revelation 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. 
and threw him into the pit, and shut it, and sealed it over him, so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be released for a little while. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Now, when we look into history, especially around the Dark and Middle Age period, and anything before that, things get really distorted and fabricated. Now, we already know they flip-flop certain years and especially events in the antiquity of the chronologic timeline. But looking back through the echoes of time, we still see certain kingdoms and empires that last unusually long for no apparent good reason. As you can see, most empires and kingdoms in history don't usually last very long. However, out of nowhere, we start to see literal 1,000 year reigns from these different Christian empires. For example, we have the Byzantine Empire, 1,000 years. We have the so-called Dark Ages for a thousand years. And how conveniently that they call it this. We know the God of this world loves to pervert and invert all things good and call it bad, and all things bad and call it good. And we have the Holy Roman Empire, one thousand years. We also see these same kingdoms in Africa. For example, the Aksumite Kingdom, a thousand years. We also have what they tell us are the mythical Christian kingdoms. For example, we have Prester John, the powerful Christian king that everyone knew about and wrote about, and even all types of maps about him, but he just didn't exist. And all this going on around the same era. Basically, at one point, mostly all the nations were under the domain of Jesus, like Revelation said would happen. And we can see by the architecture around the world and the failed attempt to destroy most of it. And again, we're not going to be putting too much emphasis on the specific dates and years because the people who give us our history, for example, Joseph Scaliger in the 1500s constructed the accepted chronological timeline, who for some odd reason was known in his time as the light of the world had direct contact with certain Rosicrucians. And if you know anything about secret societies, mystery schools, and mystery religions, they love encoding certain numerologies in their works. For example, on their timeline, they put the legalization of Christianity in the year 313, and put the Knights Templar wreckage year in 1313. You can see all types of synchronicities when looking. But to further clear some things up, let's look at the differences between the loved pagan Rome, Satan Unbound, versus the hated holy world, Satan Bound. And I say hated because the occultists and elites of today despise this time period because that's when the pagan elites of that time started to decline. And when I say occultists of today, 
I'm talking about the Theosophists, Freemasons, Enlightenment thinkers, Gnostics, Atheists of Scientific Rationalismists, the God of Reason believers, the New Agers, etc. Because all of that was contradictory to what was going on during that time. And in reality, those are just lukewarm versions and attempted revivals of those, you know, hardcore pagan Satan unbound cultures. And I'm aware that a lot of the details of that period have been fabricated, such as when it fell, why, who was ruling, etc. And we'll get into that later. But lastly, I can't stress this enough. When I'm talking about the golden age, I'm not talking about the renaissance. Recently, I've seen some videos claiming the renaissance was like the thriving point of Christendom. And that can't be farther from the truth. Around that time is where the so-called Roman church starts to actually become Roman again, if you know what I mean. And when pagan statues start becoming present again, and where history starts to become distorted again, and where all the elite were acting like Christians, but they were really occultists, astrologers, and deceivers. I'm mainly referring to the time before that period where those things were despised because during that period was basically the start of the fall. Now that that's cleared out the way, back to the era of Satan Unbound. During this period of chaos influenced by powers of darkness, the world was filled with tons of mystery religions and cults, such as the cults of Mithras, Dionysus, Eleusis, Isis, Cybele, along with all the Jewish mysticism and astrology. And it goes on and on. Many of these cultures lost when the millennium came around, if they weren't preserved. And that's because, during this millennial kingdom, those mystery cults had to go full subterranean and become even more occult or hidden to survive and avoid any questioning from a Christendom empire. And that's why we see all these secret societies today even so strongly emphasize their secretiveness about what they do behind the scenes. And often the traditions and rituals of the pagans were figuratively baptized by God. A quick example would be the Saturnalian orgies of Rome, which became the coronations or symbolic crownings of Christian kings. Revelation 3 verse 11, Jesus says, I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. Remember guys, reading the Bible in its context is one of the most important things. We have to remember the Bible was not written to us. It is written for us. But the direct context was to actual people during 
the first century. So when Jesus says things like, some of you standing here will not taste death, or this generation shall not pass, or even those who pierced and crucified me will see my return in the clouds. He's not just leading those first century people's hopes up just for failure. Keeping the Bible in its context while reading, in my opinion, is what separates those who are searching for truth in scripture to those who are searching for their own theological consensus that tickles their ears in the book. But back to what I was saying, yes, we all know that Christmas was pagan in origin, but all those pagan tradition like the trees and all that other stuff wasn't brought back until the 1500s. But to get back on track, when we look at the people who are passionately against this period of Christendom, the so-called Dark Ages, we see people like H.B. Blavatsky. If you don't know who Helena Blavatsky was, she was a well-known 1800s occultist founder of Theosophy and mother of the New Age. In her book, The Secret Doctrine, she states, Satan is the only God. And in her book, Isis Unveiled, she heavily opposes this period of Christendom. Because in short, when the millennium came around, all the paganism, Gnosticism, etc. fell off. And she being an extreme Gnostic, thinking Satan is the true savior, felt offended by what was going on during that millennium. Another person we have who strongly opposed this period was Aleister Crowley. If you don't know who Aleister Crowley was, he was probably the most proud and well-known Satanist during the 19th and 20th century, often referring to himself as the B666 and not hesitating ever to talk about his ritual magic, sex magic, etc. In his book, Magical Diaries, he speaks as if he's almost scared of this Christendom type period coming back. Then we also have people like Manly Palmer Hall. Hall was a 1900s mystic, occultist, Rosicrucian, astrologer, Kabbalist, and his resume just goes on and on forever. But he was well known for his esoteric Bible teachings and also for his secret teachings of all ages. He's the type of guy that we're often warned about in scripture when it tells us to be watchful for those that teach strange philosophies or those whom are deceived by the elemental spirits. For example, when you look into his work, He'll often acknowledge Jesus, but will just make claims that he was just another mystic. Or, we'll talk about the things in scripture, but just word it fancy and twist it in a way that sounds good, but won't lead you to salvation. For example, he'll say something like, A man's life is a constant contest between lower and higher principles where spiritual powers are centered and when conquered by lower vibrations will inevitably result in death. Which is just a fancy way of 
the scripture is telling us that our flesh battles our spirit. And he'll admit that, but he will never tell you to be born again. No, 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 no. He'll take the Oprah Winfrey approach and tell you, yeah, Jesus is real and everyone knows that there's power in his name, but he's not the only way because you can save yourself. He states in his book, when you lift up your passion and emotions through altruism and service, the spiritual fire flows upward your spine and creates the five-pointed star, which points and signifies the coming of Christ within yourself. As you can see, an extreme amount of reaching. It's the Oprah Winfrey Doctrine. These people will tell you anything but to get born again. And with these mystics, most of their books are channeled, meaning they get guidance, if you will, from different realms of existence through channeling spirits. And not making it any better, this guy was a 33rd degree Freemason. Who knows what he had to do to get that title? He's not someone that you want to put your trust in his belief system. And sadly, many of these so-called spiritual YouTubers believe in this guy's doctrine. And in the 1920s, he was selling his books that he put together for $1,000 a piece. And in today's money, that's about $13,000 a book. So it wasn't just average, everyday people buying his books. It was other elites and fellow Freemasons. And coincidentally, in the 1900s is when we start to see transcendental meditations being pushed and advised to the public. Okay, this mainly be pee hall thing. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about this real quick. Does everybody know who Manly P. Hall is? First off, no. He created one of the Scottish rites of Masons. Okay, mm -hmm. this is the one that pissed off the Catholic Church. The Manly P. Hall specifically targeted Catholics, going after Catholics to get them into the Masons. He was a 33, 33rd degree Mason. He was a master mason, which means he could have been a 333rd degree mason for all we really know. This is what Justin was talking about. Mm -hmm. This is the scary shit about the masons. The Manly P. Hall masons are, um, they are the fanatical Scottish Rite masons. They are the ones that literally chase people down, beat the shit out of them, and then lit them on fire. This is the Masons that both me and Justin agreed on. We're like, yeah, this is the shit that fucking not even there's not a Christian out there that would accept this. This is what Manly P. Hall did. I was going to say, sounds like a fun time. Not really. I'm just kidding. Not really. Not at all. But just in case you guys were wondering, I always want to emphasize this part because this is something me and Justin had several conversations in about. And this is when you start getting past the 33rd degree. This is when you start going down that road to where you get to 333 degrees of the Masons, which is the true number. It's also the true number of the beast because it's the subjective true number of the beast. 666 is the number of the beast, but 333 would be a denomination of the beast. No, mankind's denomination of the beast. Does that make sense? Okay. Because mankind can only be half of a god. He can't be a god. Mm. Okay. So that's why 
this is really fucking weird. I, I said, hold on to your seat because this gets weirder. This doesn't get any better after this. People like Oprah, the Beatles, Katy Perry, and tons of other elites influencing people to just sit vulnerable and chant different mantras to themselves. And people don't know better, so they do. But besides for the mystics and occultists that degrade this time period of Christendom, we also have people like NASA's favorite plant, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Of course, he attacks this period of time from a more quote-unquote scientifical approach, basically ridiculing the silly Christians for believing biblical cosmology. In episode 1 of 13 of his TV series Cosmos, in short, he basically says, Christians were dumb for a thousand years. However, in the Renaissance, smart people became manifest. And even in these clips that I'm about to show you from his show, there's just a lot of sketch and fabrications in this narrative, and you can kind of see through the distortion. 16th century. Imagine a world before telescopes, when the universe was only what you could see with the naked eye. It was obvious that Earth was motionless. It was obvious that Earth was motionless. <laughs> and that everything in the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, revolved around us. So far so good, but it only gets worse from here. Neil then proceeds to tell the story about Giordano Bruno and portray him as some type of hero for opposing the church system. But keep in mind, the church system by this point was already, for the most part, infiltrated or corrupt. But as he continues, we'll be tearing apart the whole fabrications of this story. Natural born rebel. He longed to bust out of that cramped little universe. Even as a young Dominican monk in Naples, he was a misfit. This was a time when there was no freedom of thought in Italy. But Bruno hungered to know everything about God's creation. He dared to read the books banned by the church. And that was his undoing. But what Neil doesn't tell you is that Bruno was not just some random innocent guy who was searching for truth in these quote-unquote banned books. He conveniently leaves out the fact that Bruno was a mystic, gnostic, hermeticist, rosicrucian, alchemist, followed the quote-unquote ancient religions of old, worshipped the astral bodies, was a practicing sorcerer, and his resume literally doesn't stop. But the most telling thing about him is that he believed in Jesus' existence, but seen him no more than a quote-unquote unusually skilled magician. He also publicly disputed Mary's virginity. But the most significant thing about this character and who he was truly working for is the fact that he believed that Satan was destined to be redeemed and saved by God. But all in all, at least he was blatant about his beliefs. Because during this renaissance-ish slash enlightenment era, many elites in the church were doing the same things as him, but pretending to be under a Christian persona. And besides this narrative of the story that they give us, I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually working with the church on the down low. In one of them, an ancient Roman, a man dead for more than 1500 years, whispered to him of a universe far greater. One as boundless as his idea of God. Also, pay close attention to this part because this amazing, complex sequence is one of the biggest reasons we have our accepted model of the universe today. Lucretius asked the reader 
to imagine standing at the edge of the universe and shooting an arrow outward. If the arrow keeps going, then clearly the universe extends beyond what you thought was the edge. But if the arrow doesn't keep going, say it hits a wall, then that wall must lie beyond what you thought was the edge of the universe. Now if you stand on that wall and shoot another arrow, there are only the same two possible outcomes. It either flies forever out into space, or it hits some boundary where you can stand and shoot yet another arrow. Either way, the universe is unbounded. The cosmos must be infinite. And that's how we came to agree that the world is infinite. But on a more serious note, the debate is over. All we had to do this whole time is imagine shooting an arrow in the universe, and when it hits a random wall in space, stand on it, and just imagine shooting another one. Let's see if Bill Nye passes this test of imagination. The Earth is a closed system. We cannot leave. There's no place to go. Anyways, back to the clip. This made perfect sense to Bruno. The god he worshipped was infinite. So how, he reasoned, could creation be anything less? Okay, we're pausing. We're pausing for a good reason, though. We're pausing for the best reason of all, because it's about that time to break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. And I think y'all know you what I'm talking about. Yep, sure do. Damn Skippy. You want to, and you know you do. There's a lot to unpack there. Huh? I said there was a lot to unpack in there. there and it still hasn't gotten to the good part yet. That's the scary part. This one gets better. The way this one wraps it all up at the end is what I like about it. Lindsay, funny you should say that. <clears throat> don't trust men that wear bow ties, just don't. Okay. Um, you know, we run the two computers side by side. And uh, my laptop when it goes to the screensaver, it runs through my photos. So I have this one picture of Mick in a bow tie and a bubble bikini. That's it. It ain't no bubble bikinis, it bubbles around one area. That's it. It's like a, a bubble speedo, almost. And, uh, and Heather was sitting in here with him yesterday. And she's like, what did I just See. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're butt naked in a bubble bath with just bubbles over that one area? I was like, yeah, well, that's Velen's pictures. You're going to have to talk to her about that. It's one of my favorite pictures. It was. It was our anniversary, actually. It was our 10-year anniversary. We went to uh, Mexico. I don't think Dustin made this film. Satan Unbound. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, it's right up his alley, but I don't think Dustin made it. I don't think so. I don't remember seeing it. Don't 
Look, well, first of all, the one I had was only 14 minutes long. No. Yeah, the one I sent you was only no, two minutes long. An hour. You sent me the full documentary. Oh, okay. Well, then hour. maybe I did. Send yeah. Because it's sent to me. I watched it and I was like, "Holy shit! This is like exactly what we've been talking about." And I sent it to you, and you're like, "Yeah, let's play." Because. And if y'all missed those previous conspiracies. When we went over the book of Revelation and Tartaria and fun stuff like that. And in reviewing the book of Revelation for ourselves, we determined that the timeline is not what has previously been presented. What the general consensus is. Um, that... Revelation pretty clearly spells out that there's going to be two battles. The first one, which will lead to the millennial kingdom. Pause. I got you. So, <clears throat> when the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nah, nah bear. bear. Give them the nah, bear. Fucking stupid. Jesus. So when... Fighting bears. What the fuck were you thinking? Crazier than fuck. We're like, yeah, we'll fight bears. We just fight bears. That's what we do. It's all good. So anyway, so uh, in in reviewing the book of Revelation, we determined that there are very um, two obvious... I mean, that's... It's one long timeline, but it's not as it's previously been presented because one of the main problems with religion is... Well, at least no, your religion. It's, it's the main problem with history. Is that they, History is always written by the winners. Well, that which means but it also corrupts religion. Even in the Bible, like priests tell you what to think. They don't let you read it for yourself and then debate it. That's why for the longest time, everything was in Latin and peasants weren't taught Latin. So you couldn't actually read the Bible. And then people that could... It was debated upon between them because mm -hmm. the normal people that could read Latin or that could speak Latin, and first they, of all, were pushed away from it, but second of all, weren't allowed to see it. And then they came to a consensus. Neil deGrasse Tyson's favorite word, consensus. They came to a religious consensus. Now they come to a scientific consensus. There's no difference. I love how he put his his beliefs to the, the, the thought of standing on a wall, shooting an arrow. And if it hits a wall, that is dumber than shit. Uh huh. Like it hits a dumber wall in space, fuck. like the firmament, and you just stand on top of the firmament and shoot another how, arrow. How do you? Sh how, can you tell me how you stand on top of the firmament? I mean, you gotta you gotta find a door. Hey, can anybody out there know where the door is for the firmament? Nah. Let me know when you talk to NASA because they apparently shoot space shuttles through windows. Um, Did you ever notice that? Did you ever notice that NASA called them certain windows, yes, they need in, windows. Which, in which they could launch an aircraft? Mm -hmm. Why do they need a window? So you mean to tell me there's like magical windows up there that are just floating around that let in space bullshit into our atmosphere? Maybe. Somehow doesn't. Let, and let in the out. firmament? Yeah, who knows? But anyway, in Re in the book of Revelation, it's it's very obvious that there is the first battle. And Jesus returns as, as he says, he says, I'm coming back in this generation. And there's that first battle 
and then Jesus rules for a thousand years, the millennial kingdom. And then Satan is unbound and he rules for a shorter period of time. So we're guessing anywhere between four, four and 600 years, somewhere in there. I mean, it could be up to 999 years, could be. less than a thousand, less than a thousand. And, uh, and then there's the final battle after which we're all good forever. We guess we hope. Well, no, 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 no. Guess it depends no. who wins. There's, there's two different groups of people though. Stand mm -hmm. by. <clears throat> so this is my question, right? So there's a number of us that upon the recall or the start of the end of days, you will immediately, you disappear. Boom. You're gone. Well, rapture is not. Uh, stop, stop, stop. I'm not sure I'm a stop. rapture believer, but okay. Oh, no, no, no. No, actually, I'm a bigger rapture believer now because of technology and time than I am of anything else. You ready for this one? Think about it. <coughs> In the Avengers, you had the fight between Thanos and the Avengers. And snapped Thanos his snapped his fingers, and what out. happened? 50% of the people disappeared. You're right, Jason. Enoch did call them gates, those there, windows. There is a second battle. There is a second battle. In the Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. There's Endgame, and then, well, the one before that is... I don't even know. I don't even remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But you have two different battles because you have the first battle that takes place and they kill Thanos. And then they go back in time. How'd they get back in time? Oh, that's right. They found this portal. What'd they call that portal? Hmm. Do you remember? No. A do window? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> a tunnel to be exact. A but a tunnel to a window. <clears throat> a window in a different time and a different dimension. Why? Through a mirror? I haven't what did they stand on before they left a mirror a big mirror yeah hmm hmm i'm just saying infinity wars there you go infinity wars thank, thank you shackleford so you had in infinity wars which infinity wars when you think about it there shouldn't be an end game i'll tell you what Lindsay. A Window in Time was one of my favorite books when I was. Oh a my kid. god, that was my favorite book. I read that. Uh, I read no, that it was book. a it was a Wrinkle in Time. No, it was a Wrinkle in Time. A yes. Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Yes, but that Doctor Seuss. No, no, it was not. Dr. Or not. Seuss. Um, no, was the other guy. Um, it was a a woman who wrote it. I thought it was Shelley. No, nope, no. A Wrinkle in Time was a full on novel. Yeah, it was the one about. It wasn't poems. It wasn't short no, shit. It, it was, was about like a. The, the kids yes. that um, their dad goes missing and they have to go find him. And, and they basically, they're skipping the dimensions. Somebody, somebody like that, yep. that guides them through the yeah. dimensions to find their father, bring him back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. I, I read the book. Yeah, I, time skipping. I, yeah. I thought it was. No. Shel Silverstein wrote poems. Dr. Seuss wrote short kids books. This was a novel. And it was. Um, mm, Dude, I remember it. Like, I know, like, in, in Madeline. A, at first, I thought it was just time travel. And then they were like stopping in different dimensions. And Madeline, I was like, it was Madeline. Holy shit. Madeline something. I, I don't remember the name, but all I know is I remember the, the book, though, because I read the same book. I know exactly what you're talking mm -hmm. about, because at first I thought it was about time travel. And then she started stopping in like different dimensions. I'm like, 
wait a minute. Cause they're talking about, there's the one where they're walking upside down. And I yeah. was like, but the people from the right dimension were walking right side up. And there's a series of books, except they were walking on the sky and the other ones were walking on the ground. And I was like, Madeline Langle. There you go. I knew it was Madeline. Langle. Mm -hmm. that's, an that's an interesting storyline to bring up now, because think about it. Uh -huh. She talked about the one world where the people were walking. They were walking on the sky, except they were right side up. Yep. Or they felt right side up. Yep. They were viewing people that were walking on the ground and they were upside down. Yep. Remember that? Yep. She very vividly, clearly explained that. Would that not be the same type of vision that I guess you would have? The upside down. If you were looking through a mirror? Yeah. Fuck mirrors, dude. I fuck, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get rid of all the mirrors in the house. You watch. I'm going to keep like one or two in the bathrooms no, and that's not. it. Nope. No, we can't keep those things. Yeah, we can. There's something freaky no, about them. Mirrors are fine. Our mirrors are fine. There's something freaky about fucking mirrors. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll continue with this. But this all applies. Watch. The, he wraps this up at the end. And I'm going to tell you. You're going to sit there and go, are you fucking kidding me? And make sure that you're paying attention too, because every time he talks about one of these demonic motherfuckers, one name that continues to pop up is not the one I thought I would heard. You would hear or would hear. Um, I thought I would have heard Masons or Freemasonry, but Freemasonry has only been around for about yeah. a thousand years. Rosicrucians. Right the Rosicrucians are over 3000 years old. Mm -hmm. One of the one things that I've noticed with all of the intensely demonic motherfuckers, mm -hmm. they were all Rosicrucians. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tammy, um, quick trick. When you plant your, when you fill your pallets, uh, since you, you can't plant seeds underneath the wood parts of your pallets, if you put, um, if you put sticks there, like just underneath the wood parts and fill in between with soil, you save a lot of soil. When you're filling pallets, just saying. You put, can't, you since, can put you can't, since you can't put shit there, you might as well yeah. put something there to block it so you don't have to waste the dirt. Depending on what it is. If you're planting beans, use sticks because. Unless you want roots to connect underneath because they will. They they'll will. still, they'll go through the sticks, but then you're just saving on dirt. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Either way, as long as it's dark and wet, they really don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's all the roots or pine about. straw or organic material. Yeah, just anything that don't, you could don't waste your up. good soil and compost on, you know, something that you're not going to plant in bad use. space. Yeah, exactly. Dead space. Dead space. Don't, don't waste your time on dead space. Yep. Waste your time with the shit you can grow. That's the most important thing. Anyway, anyway my all right. So mirror darky, Jason, that's mirror uh, darkly. Mm. Hmm. That is weird. Can we throw like, Sheets over the mirrors? Does that work? No one died, so no. We, you got to be able to do something with mirrors because I'm sorry. That is a portal to another dimension. It has to be. It doesn't make any other sense. Mirrors really fuck with me now. I really don't like them. There's something about mirrors that just make me feel very uneasy now. Like, I feel like I'm being watched. When I go in the bathroom, I feel like I'm being watched. It feels like I'm looking at a video camera. 
because I can't wait till one day my hand starts doing something that I wasn't doing a second ago. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Dude, I'm going to scream like a girl that morning. Like, ah! <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to scream like a little bitch. Oh, my goodness. I come running out of that bathroom, grab my gun, and shoot both mirrors. Babe, you'll never be able to do your hair if you get rid of all the mirrors. I don't have to do anything <laughs> with my hair. But it goes straight back now. We're good. I don't fucking care. I don't need that shit. I don't right. like mirrors anymore. They're just weird. Bloody Mary, Lindsay. I don't like that game. Yeah, right. think about mirrors and hotel. Fuck you, Cisco. Fuck you. That, oh, that, that's, hmm. yeah, that just trips a mirror. Because you never know what somebody did in front of that mirror before you. They could have been doing a rain dance to the sun god Ra. And next thing you know, you got fucking devils coming through that fucking mirror. Okay. Fuck that shit. So when we did the renovation at the hotel, we got all new mirrors. And, uh, but course they were crappy and so when they glued the backing onto the mirrors um the mirror the glue that they used didn't interact well with the mirror and no so no they had the heat base glue and not the it started the coal base glue etching so it, through etching through the silver so then all yes. the mirrors had like these dick, dick symbols and weird weird circles. like yes. circles all Eights over the place upside down sixes and people and would get freaked the fuck out yeah. We uh we used to write messages when I worked big the big uh -huh. construction downtown. We used to write messages behind mirrors because in 30 years after that acid yeah. finally trues through that silver, you start seeing like fuck you <laughs> appear, you rich piece of shit. No, I mean, you should have just write behind you should have just write like I'm coming for you and like you uh, no, know. No, no, no. We 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 left personal messages. Like, I no, that that'd be great because people would think like someone had written on their mirror. Yeah. Anyway, yes, you're being watched. <laughs> uh, no, no. One of the guys wrote on the back of one of the mirrors uh -huh. with a, because, you know, we do it with the cock guns. Yeah. Anyway, he said, he wrote, I fucked your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Some dude wakes up and he's taking a shower and he comes out and says, I fucked your wife. Dude, I would, I'd kill myself. I think I'd kill myself right there and be like, yep, that's it. No. Um, if a ghost killed and fucked my wife, dude, how, are, how are you going to go back to the gym? You're all freaked out by mirrors. I, I never go back. I haven't been to a gym forever. I know. It was the last time I went to the gym. I have no idea. I, it was I, a long time I ago. Keep track of it anyway. I just, I got to the point where it's no, no wonder you're so skinny. Now, this is the only motherfucker I know that gets skinnier when he doesn't work out. Um, this is the one thing that like I figured out I'm of that age that I can say now I'm sore enough now that I can say, look, I'm no longer running. There's no running involved. There's no fighting involved. If you fuck around with me, you're getting shot. It's going to happen. You're gonna get a bullet in you and have a good day. Have a good day. Yes, Lindsay. The song that Trump was playing at the rallies is actually called Mirror. Yes, it is. Yes. Makes you wonder. The where we go when we go all song. Yes. And that's a mirror of itself. If you have never looked at that, yes, that is a mirror time, in itself. Maybe next time mm -hmm. grab the WWG one WGA. Take a look at it. Mm. In a mirror. Mm. Anyway, um, 
mirrors, mirror, mirror on the wall. All right, let's finish this up. No, it didn't say what you were about to say because we learned it differently because now it's different. It is. Yes. Now it's magic mirror on the wall. It was never. It was always mirror, mirror on the wall. Always mirror, 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 mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Who's the fairest of them all? Okay. Now it's magic mirror on the wall. Fuck your magic mirror. That's that's what Disney's claiming. Disney's claiming since 1950 something it was magic mirror on the wall. No, never, never once. It was never even that way in the little books, the kid. No, no, no. Nope. Remember the old Disney like yep. little little, the little like, gold bound page? that has a little yeah. gold binding yeah. on the back. Those yeah. cheap little books. Yeah. I had those that shit oh, yeah. when I was yep. a kid. Yep, everyone and did. It always said mirror, 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 mirror on it the wall. Never said magic mirror, dude. I think Fuck I probably so I would I worked as a nanny. I bet my mom and dad still have those books probably. downstairs. In the I basement. I worked as a nanny when I was in high school because I started babysitting when I was fucking twelve, right? So um, and I well, yeah, you were a cunt. Anyway, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. So I uh, was always going out magically on Tuesdays. Where um, was she going? What else? Happened anyway, so I was, I was a nanny in high school and I like managed to somehow claim it as credit for school. Um, so I got to leave early basically and go pick this kid up. And, uh, and this little girl, I swear to God, like she watched that movie incessantly it had to be on in the background. Not that she even watched it, like, but it had to be on in the background from the time we got home until her parents got home. And then I don't know what the fuck they did because I left. But I think I probably saw that movie like 8,652 times. I swear to God, it is mirror, mirror on the wall. Okay. About as many times as we've seen cars. Probably yes, because both kids were addicted to that, and we watched it incessantly for a year. Yes, or the um, man or not Mannheim Steamroller, but um, what's the other one that the other one? I was just so grateful when I went to college and I nannied ride. for somewhere else for someone else, and she was a, that little girl was obsessed with Harry Potter, so I got to read all the Harry Potter books instead of watching that fucking movie over and over and over again. <laughs> anyway. No, no, I was talking about uh, what was the car ride we went up to new york with the kid and to get baptized and it was uh trans Siberian orchestra oh my god we watched this movie over and over again when Liam was ride. a baby he couldn't he can't he still can't he could not sleep in the car because you know most kids they want you, they want them to sleep on their backs um so that they can blame you if your kid dies of SIDS because they say, oh, well, he wasn't sleeping on his back. No, anyway, always wanted to sleep on his he had to sleep on his stomach from the time he was born. Like he could not sleep on his back. So you put him in the car. You Most kids, you put him in the car. You drive around the block a few times. I go to sleep. Fuck no. Nope. We literally drove like 15 hours from here to Connecticut. Um, and I mean, three o'clock in the morning, Mick is punching me going, turn the movie back on. And I'm like, of course we have like a freaking portable DVD player bungee cord to the back, <laughs> back headrest of, of, the seat. of the seat. And I'm like going, wired I'm like trying to hit the, play. Uh, wired into the stereo system so the yeah. kid can hear it through oh the God. freaking speaker. That was it. He's like eight weeks old. And that was the only thing that would keep him calm. Was trans and as soon as it ended, he would start screaming. Yep. But anyway, second it ended. Yeah. Like, fuck. Here we go again. Anyway. All right. Back to this. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's about how I feel about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Pretty much. <laughs> Such a douchebag. And then when he was 30, 
he had the vision that sealed his fate. In this dream, he awakened to a world enclosed inside a confining bowl of stars. This was the cosmos of Bruno's time. Okay, so now I'm going to show you how that whole narrative seemed to be a story full of fabricated distortions. Now there's endless amounts of reasons that this whole story is strange, but when we look into the so-called ancient Roman Lucretius, everything just gets even more sketchy. Most who follow this channel know by now that history, and especially the timelines and details of antiquity, is just a bunch of lies agreed upon with a little bit of truth and lots of revisions. And often, a big tactic of theirs is to plant made-up historical figures with no real proof of existence in ancient times to tie together pieces of his story to suit the agendas of those in control. And in my opinion, it's clear that the ancient Roman Lucretius character is likely one of those plants. And here's why. First, virtually nothing is known about the life of Lucretius, and there isn't even a confident basis of his birth or death. We virtually know nothing. Second, the only known book titled to him was lost for over 1,000 years, but was conveniently rediscovered during this early Renaissance period, not making it any better this book survived virtually intact, and basically giving it away, they tell us it's disputed if he even lived to put the finishing touches on it. And just for your information, this early renaissance period was notorious with its fascination with classical, ancient, Roman, Greek, etc. cultures. They were also notorious for forging ancient statues and fabricating previous histories. So when a book like this conveniently shows up perfectly intact in their hands, it might be something to question. But what makes the whole scenario worse is that it was found by papal secretary Poggio Bracciolini. Not only was Poggio working for the corrupt papal system, but he was a father of Renaissance humanism. If you're not familiar with humanism, in short, it was the revival of the classical, antique, Satan-unbound cultures of old in the early Renaissance. Now, humanism was set up by a small group of elite who claimed to have access to old books. The Renaissance humanism agenda was intended to influence all of society to revive the cultural legacy and philosophy of the classical antiquity. And like I mentioned earlier, this is kind of the start of the fall. Humanism teaches that everything revolves around man, and that man is the center of his own universe. Teaching ideas like to embrace your lustful nature, and to deny a supernatural God, and of course, the more deeper or shallow you get, the more esoteric or regular it may seem.
But this was a very significant era of time, and obviously has lots of influence on today's world. It's also where we start to see hidden encodings on quote-unquote Christian art. For example, Michelangelo's famous creation of Adam painting. People will often show something like this and try and make the claim that they're hiding the reality about Christianity and the symbolism in Christian art. But in reality, it's not Christian art. It's Renaissance humanism occult cryptography. But many of these painters, including Michelangelo, weren't really Christians, but were occultists hiding under the humanist or spiritualist alias. And we can go on about humanism, but to get back on track, Poggio was a scholar, copyist, and a collector of ancient manuscripts. And word on the street, he was known for touching up and editing many important ancient texts. Of course that last part's only speculation, but it's been a theory that's been going around. But as for Lucretius, I do think his story is off. But the question we'd have to ask is, what would the elite benefit from creating a forgery? Well, actually a lot. All conveniently packaged into Lucretius's book is what would lead to the theory of evolution. We know that's false. What would lead to modern cosmology? We know that's false. And the theory of the three ages. And we definitely know there was never a time of prehistoric men 2.6 million years ago whom used animal remains and sticks to build. All conveniently packaged in this rediscovered book. And Lucretius then goes on to influence Enlightenment thinkers, Quakers, etc. But the strange character we should be focusing on here isn't Lucretius. It actually goes back to Bruno. Not only did Bruno end up being heroized in science, but because he ended up being persecuted, he actually became venerated and deified in the occult, and is now often known in a way as their alchemical martyr. Many of the occultists mentioned earlier in the vid, such as Crowley, Manley Hall, H.B., all write highly about him in their work. And that's because Bruno's ideas weren't to be taken in a scientific stance. And that's because in Bruno's mind, he wasn't thinking scientific, he was thinking philosophy. But of course, Tyson's gonna show us the exoteric view. But let's take a look at it in their eyes. And then when he was 30, he had the vision that sealed his fate. In this dream, he awakened to a world enclosed inside a confining bowl of stars. This was the cosmos of Bruno's time. Off rip, Bruno has a gnosis vision. And we know that the thriving Christendom era was just a bit before this time period, which is why Tyson says Bruno is trapped in the cosmos of that time, which is an illusion for the demiurge, you know, the false reality, not the true light, but just an illusion because the eye is still blinded and you haven't ascended to enlightenment through, you know, altruism and whatnot but also representing the ego, or the true evil, or as they twisted in their belief, Jehovah. 
He experienced a sickening moment of fear, as if the bottom of everything was falling away beneath his feet. But he summoned up his courage. Then symbolizing him transcending past the Demiurge's firmament into what they call the true light from what they call the supreme being. And that's what Unveiling Isis by H.B. Blavatsky is all about. Blavatsky also claims that Bruno had the spark of Prometheus, who basically rebelled from the evil archonic gods in their mythology. It's all very symbolic. And in a sense, Neil deGrasse Tyson is walking us through this esoteric teaching. But at the same time, the atheists have no clue what's going on and only can see the exoteric. And even though this whole belief system is a satanic deception, the atheists have no clue what they're buying into. And that's perfect for the duality because they're unifying the opposites. And that's exactly the bafflement. But what's just as strange is that they decide to use the famous Flamorian engraving for the Gnosis vision. The origin for the artist of it is a mystery, but it was first found in a man named Camille Flamarian's book in 1888. He did psychic research and was interested in reincarnation and stuff of that sort. But this artwork isn't as innocent as it seems. It's likely to have come from a Rosicrucian or someone affiliated with the occult. Because when split and mirrored, it displays something kind of disturbing. It seems to depict an owl. Maybe it's Moloch. Or as they would say esoterically, it's Minerva. And we just don't understand the spiritual essence of sacrifices. But before Neil deGrasse Tyson's cosmos was Carl Sagan. But before we get into his anti-Christendom episode, here's his quick overview. Sagan's son said his dad believed in the god of Einstein and Spinoza. Einstein believed in the god of Spinoza, and many including Blavatsky tie Spinoza back to Bruno as inspiration. But instead of Bruno being the hero on Sagan's series, they chose Hypatia, Let's take a look at who Hypatia was in their worldview. The Hypatia of the occult was an immortal virgin, goddess of the mysteries. Now, of course, virgin in their sense means a completely different thing, but we'll get to that later. She was also the greatest woman initiate who quote-unquote eclipsed Christianity. Both Manley Hall and Blavatsky using that term eclipsed, portraying her as a lunar moon goddess eclipsing the so-called demiurgic Christianity view. She was also a personal disciple of Greek magician Plutarch. And apparently she also taught the highest philosophical doctrines and unveiled the mysteries of Plato and Plotinus. Do keep in mind that none of her work actually survived, and we know by now that the events in antiquity were heavily fabricated during the Renaissance. So believe this story if you want, but it's probably been rewritten if it even happened how they say. So that being said, onto the exoteric Hypatia. Hypatia, according to Sagan, was the last scientist at Alexandria. She was a symbol of science and learning and was a great beauty with many suitors, but wasn't interested in marriage. 
Here's a quick decode of his episode. The Greek kings of Egypt who followed Alexander had at least this virtue. They supported the advancement of knowledge. Off rip, just as he says advancement of knowledge, we have the Masonic floor, pillars, and ladder, just as the entered apprentice degree. Let me tell you about the end. It's a story about the last scientist to work in this place, a mathematician, astronomer, physicist, and head of the school of Neoplatonic philosophy in Alexandria. That's an extraordinary range of accomplishments for any individual in any age. Her name was Hypatia. She was born in this city in the year 370 AD. This was a time when women had essentially no options. They were considered property. Nevertheless, Hypatia was able to move freely, unselfconsciously, through traditional male domains. By all accounts, she was a great beauty. And although she had many suitors, she had no interest in marriage. So she was definitely getting around, but at the same time, in the esoteric view, she was still a virgin, independent from the bondage of Saturn's rings in their belief. So she might have got passed around, but that's okay because some way in their lustly beliefs, she's still a virgin for hidden truths according to the esoteric mysteries. And if you're not initiated into the mysteries and don't have that Christ consciousness, you just won't understand. The Alexandria of Hypatia's time, by then long under Roman rule, was a city in grave conflict. Slavery, the cancer of the ancient world, had sapped classical civilization of its vitality. The growing Christian church was consolidating its power and attempting to eradicate pagan influence and culture. Hypatia stood at the focus at the epicenter of mighty social forces. Cyril, the bishop of Alexandria, despised her, in part because of her close friendship with a Roman governor, but also because she symbolized, she was a symbol of learning and science, which were largely identified by the early church with paganism. In great personal danger, Hypatia continued to teach and to publish until so she was literally an allusion to Isis Unveiled because she was a woman unveiling the so-called mysteries hidden by the so-called Saturnian demiurgic government at the time. HB would see her spiritually aligned with the supreme being in the material world. So in their false reality, she'd be a divine union of the above and the below, just like the high priestess card. And on top of that, Blavatsky says if Hypatia was never persecuted, then all throughout the Dark Ages, everyone would have embraced heliocentrism, and the world would have been just a bunch of quote-unquote enlightened beings. So, in esoteric teachings, both Sagan and Neil can be seen as hierophants in tarot, because the hierophants teach the secrets of the mysteries veiled in allegory, so the secular don't understand. And that's exactly what Tyson and Sagan seem to be doing. So we have all of these occultists, mystics, scientists, and Satanists agreeing and finding an equilibrium that whatever was happening during that 1,000 years was bad. And that we must not let it happen again. Now let me ask you this. Who do you think is really running the government and science industries behind the scenes? 
In secret, most of the elites are worshipping and being controlled by that hidden deity of the cosmos. Now, before we get into this last verse, I want to show one last significant synchronicity about the whole Knights Templar fiasco. The Templars were a secret society whose story still remains mysterious and strange. But to clear some things up on the Templars, there's two notions of them. There's a fake Templarism notion that the old world Christians were trying to take over. But in reality, they were the hardcore cultists, Johannite Gnostics, Talmudic Kabbalists, Essenes, etc., who were trying to infiltrate the Christendom in totality. And by the way, Blavatsky, Pike, and all the other cultists claimed that the Templars were the good guys. Now onto the strange synchronicities. In March 19, 1313, marks the date of Templar Grandmaster Jacques de Molay's execution according to Blavatsky and many others. Coincidentally, Pope Francis' papal conclave ceremony was March 13, 2013, and his inauguration was March 19, 2013. Could that have been some type of secret celebration of the Vatican slash Knights Templar infiltration connection? And on top of that, 1313 marks 1,000 years after the legalization of Christianity in 313 AD. Not that I buy any of these dates as legit whatsoever, as you probably shouldn't either, but I'm just showing you how they work when writing these scripts. And from there forward, occult theology and enlightenment period of Renaissance philosophies start to slowly become more common. Perhaps Satan was using the heretics during that time to set up for his full release later. Finally, on to the last verse. And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I couldn't just leave out the ending as if we were just stranded, hopeless, in a world under the dominion of the adversary. There will be a final judgment and chastisement of the earth. This reset isn't going to be like a regular old reset we've seen in the old world. There won't be anywhere to hide. And paying some random YouTuber 400 for the survival guide won't save you. Because this current state of earth will pass away. And only those in Christ, the book of life, will ascend to eternal life in paradise with God. Remember, God predestined humankind to be conformed to Christ. We are called to be holy and blameless before him, sanctified and set apart from this world. Things will get worse, but this will be a rescue, and those in Christ will not perish along with the rest of the world. In fact, according to Revelation 17 verse 8, the whole world, with the exception of the believers who are in the book of life, will be totally clueless during the time that Satan is loosed from the abyss. So it makes sense why everyone is scrambling and stressing trying to explain all these different old world phenomenons, but trying to do so while leaving out the most important thing 
God. This is literally all prophesied. And we've just been reading the Bible on the wrong chronological timeline. And God was gracious enough to reveal this huge deception. Jesus did say the deceptions will be so great, even the elect would be fooled if possible. How blessed are we to even have a hint of an understanding of this? But for the saints in Christ, we literally have nothing to worry about because God knows what he's doing and his divine plan, like it's always been, will be worked out. And uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think? I mean, I've been saying that for a hot minute, so. So you agree? Honestly, he he wrapped up what I said, what I told y'all. Yeah. Six months ago. A Essentially. Year ago. Yep. The end's here. More or less. I mean. We're, we're in not the timeline we think we're in. Mm. No, we're in the timeline I, I thought we were in, just not the timeline that a lot of people think we're in. Exactly. Yeah. We're in an advanced timeline, not the un, the other one, mm -hmm. the peaceful one. A lot of people think we're just coming into the peaceful one. Oh, no, no. There's going to be fire. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. What are we playing next? Your uh, Instagram. Oh, we're finally going to Instagram. We are. Sweet. All right. Doing it right now. Stand by talk do something where do we find those series um make funny faces on tv that you know mick found that one but uh it's happenstance uh no somebody one of you guys sent it to me somebody sent it to me they found it they were scanning around folks it's the random times that you sit down in front of the computer in front of YouTube where you're not looking for anything and you go on YouTube and you find shit like that. I'm just saying that's how it happens for me every fucking time. Well, that's like I, because I look up random shit and then the algorithm recommends things. Yeah, for but you. why don't we find my porn? Because you do that under a different account. No, I do it on her account. On YouTube? Fuck yeah, everywhere. Well, then probably my dad sees it because he shares that account <laughs> with us. <sighs> Sorry about that uh, weird ass porn you're watching there, Bob. Man. Anywho. How do we get destroyed? Fire. Well, that's part of it. Part of it. Not necessarily the whole thing. I mean, always brings me back to the dance and dig shit. I hate that. What's that? It always brings me back to the dance and dick shit. Dance and dig? Yeah, dance and dick. Dance and dick? Yes. Okay. Dance for dick? No, dancing dick. Uh-huh. You, you don't listen, do you? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen a dancing dick. Uh, the, the, except you in the kitchen on Mike? random nights. Big Mike? <laughs> Oh, how will we have an erection? Oh, you mean election? Will we? No, I don't think we will. Hmm. Personally, that's just me. 
I mean, honestly, I think we will because I I think we have a, a ways to go before we get to that. Well, we might not have an election, but I don't think the fire will come until an erection you mean 2029 all right well, hold on ready all right so you're ready for some weird shit weird shit bring it on baby straight up go ahead you tell me you proved me wrong tell me that this really didn't happen that's what we're playing right now that is the game prove john me said wrong. the camp of saints is not destroyed by fire the armies of gog and magog do oh yeah well there's a long time before oh, we get to fire and the yes. fire is going to be like the flood that's the other thing people think that the flood flooded the entire earth that's that's not true either no there was a series of floods inhabitants of mm -hmm. yep there's but there was a series of floods oh there's a dildo running on the screen just excellent to thank you cuts um right there i see it right. but uh it, no the fires the fires will be specific pinpointed and not everyone will die humanity will die not all the people will all right you ready mm -hmm. all right so crazy shit time here we go time to get nuts <sighs> You're right, Lindsay. There also might not be a lot more erections since the bioweapons. Stop. All right, you ready? No. This, they want to try and tell you is magic. This is not magic. I can tell you that right now, but watch this. Do you believe in magic? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, moron. About to find out how bad of an idea this is. Watch this. This is scary shit. I wish there was a way I could make this bigger, but I can't. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb? You can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much, but that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. I, what you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb? You can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much, but that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. She said that I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Did you not see that? Watch the first, mm -mm -mm. that first fucking couple seconds freaks me the fuck out. What did he do? Huh? What did he do that first time? When he's like holding her hands. Watch. Hold on. Let me, God damn. You, you know what? You suck, babe. Well, watch. I'm trying to watch on here and it's fucking choppy oh, shit. It? So. What you know about rolling down in the deep when the shadow stays there. The shadow there. stays there. That's some freaky shit right there. I don't. Yeah, gnarly. I think you're right. There's some weird shit going Magicians on. Magicians are 100% sold their souls to the devil, and absolutely little demons help them pull that shit off. Uh, there's more. Hold on. Let me keep going. Oh, wait. By the way, if you never heard this before, 
This was before apparently he became a woke stip bastard, by the way. You don't know what it is. You don't know what that is. What is it? Come on, seriously. The time is up. I'm sick and tired of the secrets and the lies. It is the secret symbol of the Illuminati, and you're a part of it. I'm sick of it. I want everybody to be in on the joke, man. You know what I mean? For years now, talk show hosts, people on television, people in sitcoms have been hired by the government to throw you off the track, to distract you, to make you laugh and stuff like that, make you happy and docile so you don't know what's really going on. You know, when they get out there in the woods in a circle naked and they decide these things and, you know, and you know, look at them, look at them trying to, look at them trying to come up. It's hilarious, hilarious. Oh, hold on a second. This thing is buzzing. Hold on. They're trying to turn us into consumer drones. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm in the middle of blowing the lid off some what happened? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I think what I was really trying to say was I think people really enjoyed Dumb and Dumber this weekend. You don't know what it is. You don't know what that is. What is it? Come on. Have you have you all ever seen that before? No, but it sounds like uh, you, you got know. a phone call in the mid midway of that conversation saying some shit he shouldn't be saying, and they said, hey, look, you better start promoting something or we're going to cut you off. That's what it sounded like to me. I don't know about you all. No, so not that one. Hold on. Go back. See, the problem with this is it's coming up really shitty. Yeah, there. it is. And I don't like that because you can't see it for all of its glory. It won't play direct uh, live through StreamYard. Uh, no, it won't. This is where I have an issue. Yep. Cause we got some, <sighs> some amazing shit on here. Anyway, I, I, I'm not going to do it like this cause it looks like shit and it comes up like shit. Yeah. That's the problem. But there's a bunch of them. I'll start sharing them. Where's some of your mirror ones though? On Instagram. Um, well, that's what I was going, looking for. They're way back cause I got a bunch of them. There's a ton of them. I think they're in a different folder. Cause we did promise Leo a couple of the I know, mirror ones. I know. I know. I know, so, but I don't know if he's going to see it because I know. the mirrors blow with the fucking way this thing is. Exactly, PQuest. They do have to see, they do have to say what they're doing. They have to tell us what they're doing because if we don't do anything about it, then we're complicit. And they say it in such a way that it seems so ridiculous, especially coming from someone like Jim Carrey, that people think that he's joking, right? Obviously, that's got to be made up. They're not out dancing naked in the woods conspiring well, no, no. on how the to you know take down the country the interesting thing about what jim carrey said there jim carrey if if you think about it only recently has he gone completely woke so there's there is some question you mean since he put on the biden mask and started am, playing him part-time i am growing on the conspiracy that jim carrey's been replaced because jim carrey was married to what's her name and he was a huge anti-vaxxer. He yeah. was. He went on, uh, um, no, the, the chick from um, Christina Applegate. Uh, was it Christina Applegate? Yeah. Jim Carrey was married. I, I have no idea. I don't follow anyway, Hollywood. He was married to her, and she has uh, vaccinate, uh, vaccinated injured kids. Vaccine injured kids. You are Q underscore 0783. Yes. On Instagram. On Instagram. Yes. Um. But anyway, I'll start sharing all these things, but I got tons of them. There's, 
he he had this whole thing where he went on Larry King and he was bashing the vaccine injured or the, the vaccine companies because of what him and his wife went through. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny That's McCarthy, it. because she's a huge anti-vaxxer because Correct. her kid's vaccine injured. And then all of a sudden, Jim in the last two years, he's come out. He's this huge proponent for go get your jab. Did they get divorced? Yeah. Okay. Well, I still think Jim Carrey is playing Biden. So you haven't, no, seen, when no. was the last time you saw him in a movie? I think Jim Carrey's been replaced. I think he's been maybe blanked. Okay. I think that he got his blank because he there is anti. He's huge. He's calling out the fucking. He's calling out Jimmy Kimmel. Going, I know you've been there. Mm -hmm. Or like I said, they have to tell you what they're no, doing. Because Jimmy Kimmel was really unsettled. He did not look settled. Well, in his he wasn't skin expecting it, but. I don't know. I've never trusted Jim Carrey, so I. Mm -mm. I'm trying to find the mirror because now stand by. I don't remember which. But really, I don't trust any of them, so it doesn't really matter. And you get to take your time. Oh, that's not what I was looking for. Okay. That's something else. Yeah, he was Doctor Eggman and Sonic, and he did play Biden when he hosted SNL, and I think he did such a great job um, that he's uh, still playing Biden. On some days, obviously, sometimes it's a woman playing Biden because he's got a great rack. Just saying. She said it, not me, folks. Oh. And yes, he was the mask. I mean, who could who could play Biden better than Jim Carrey? Think no about shit. it. Think about it. It's true. The exaggerated persona, the the whole thing. Oh, and by the way, just in case you're wondering, this happened down here in Georgia this past week. Um, I, I don't know if you've all seen this yet, but if you haven't, this is what we, we do for fun down here in Georgia. This is happened in uh, Lawrenceville. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this, this is epic. This video, this is this insane. Is epic. We'll, we'll have to watch this a few times. This is why we're always scared to drive on the roads down here. No shit. In case you can't see, there's a wreck and there's a wrecker on the other side of the road and this car just going down 16 on the highway just, completely just fucking went right, right up it and right, right up, just launched right, right off it there was a cop car passed uh parked in front of the wrecker and it went the car went around the cop car got back into the lane of traffic in which the wrecker was in and decided to say look i'm gonna try this shit like james bond did back in the day and whoop I mean, they obviously were, you know, texting on their phone and not paying attention. Yes, dude, that girl totally made those Duke boys happy. <laughs> the Duke brothers. She got instant proposals. <laughs> dude, she could have gotten out of that car and just fucking just, just called herself Daisy Duke. If she got out of the car and walked on, I would have been like, right, I think she did. That's interesting. This is another one of those things. Why is it that different countries drive on different sides of the road? Lindsay, it's just us. Yeah. I think it's just us in Australia, right? What the drive on the the right side of the road? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's only no, it's, no, no, because Russia does. Uh, Russia it's does. only because we're assholes. And uh, seriously, that's the only reason we drive on the other side of the road is because we're assholes. There's nothing wrong with that. Seriously, that's wow. it. Well, that, no, because England because that, that's what on the left hand exactly, side and we, we said, said fuck them. Fuck em. you, England. And yeah, we drive on the right. Fuck it. That's we're it. Ass. Yeah, we're cocksuckers. That's it. Fuck it. That's what we are. That's why. Fuck it. I'll deal with that. It's yep. a good. It's a good title. Oh. <laughs> Watch this one. Uh, yeah, John. One. I saw the bottom of Biden's shoes when he fell on stage. We talked, kind of talked about it the other the day. Magical sneakers. Um, the the uh, the dress sneakers yes. is what they're calling them, and uh, Hakeem Jeffries, um, is with trying to normalize yep. them in. Uh, literally is wearing a pair of them in the Oval Office, and someone conveniently asked him about them. Oh, and he, uh, yeah, and so and how and they ran those? they ran a story about how uh, is that appropriate dress wear or, you know footwear in the Oval Office and is that and it was absolutely yes is that orthopedic wear <clears throat> that you have on there mm -hmm. what orthopedic purpose do those shoes how many other countries do daylight savings times none. We do that literally. We literally did that because after we got rid of slavery, we needed our children to work longer in the fields. That's why we have daylight savings time. It's awful. Racist, <laughs> it's but true. Okay. No, it's true. They they instituted daylight savings time to go um, basically on a farmer's clock, right? Um, to to make it more more regulated because farmers were always up at dawn. So when Dawn came later as the days get shorter. They changed the timing so that in the winter, kids would still go to school at the same time. But in the summer, they would get up nice and early to go out in the fields. Yep. Daylight savings time. Okay. Well, that's a theory. It's, <laughs> it's a theory at the end of the day. It's a theory we can't prove. We weren't alive back then. What are you going to do? Who's going to say she's wrong? This guy might. This is actually really funny. All right. This, shit. this is my favorite. These are my favorites to watch, at least. These are funnier than shit. Thank you for calling Redneck 911. How are you going to make me wish <laughs> I didn't come to work today? You remember that bullshit detective order the clerk at the gas station gave me? Scooter, the slushy incident was your damn fault and you know it, all right? It was not bullshit. I want to talk to who makes the rules on what a container is then. Scooter, your ass is not a container. <sighs> Lord, give me the strength. What about a scooter? Well, I might need one against Bertha. What did you do now? She's the one that said I couldn't find her G-spot, and I did. Okay. It's not my fault it was in her sister. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, God. It's not my fault it was in her sister. No. Just no. <laughs> that shit always, those, uh, those little clips like that, they always, those have me cracking up. You know. I love that shit. It's not my fault. Was it? No one talks about Australia and the bioweapon anymore. A bioweapon anymore. I, I, Lindsay, I think maybe they're all dead. <laughs> Nobody talks about Australia. They're just shutting them down again because of a new COVID wave that no one got. I'm trying to find this, the mirror ones. Where the fuck are the mirror ones at? Although, did you hear that um, mm. the family of a dead 24-year-old college student is suing the DOD? For his death no i didn't yeah because it was and it's pretty big because it was determined that um he died from the covid vaccine there was no other reason okay. and uh they are suing the dod because the dod is the one that basically perpetuated the entire vaccine 
they're suing the DOD specifically for the terminology safe and effective because this kid uh, or because uh, for swapping um, the EUA authorized version with the Comirnaty, not ever giving out the Comirnaty mm -hmm. um, because this kid waited until it was actually authorized before he decided to go take it, which he was required to do in order to go back to school. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so when he got there and I, I believe his shot was administered by a national guardman, military, something like that. So many of them were, um, but I'm not positive on that. So don't quote me on that particular fact, but uh, anyway, but he, uh, they gave him the, the EUA version instead of the Comirnaty and, and he died from it and his family is now suing the DOD. Hmm. <sighs> yep. Is it weird how there's only certain like saved videos that I see? Like I don't see all of my saved videos. Is that weird? Um, maybe some of them get deleted or removed. And so then they're no longer in your saved videos. Yes. DOD contracted with Moderna, Pfizer and J and J to make the jabs. All three. Yep. 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 And as we learned in Stu Peter's documentary, one of my next, they no. provided the formula for the nano lip lipid lip liposomo. Liposomal. Oh, lipid nanoparticles. Yes. Does Comirnaty actually exist? Well, we know a label does for it. That's all we know. Mm -hmm. I'm, fuck, I don't see any of them. I can't believe this. I know I have them, too. I know I do. I just don't remember where they're at. I know you do, because you showed them to me. I know. Maybe they were sucked into your mirror. I, I'm telling you, i not seen a single one now, and there were a bunch of them. I had like 12 of them, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of them where I was going, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? And I kept showing them to you, and you were like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. weird. That's very weird. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where the fuck did that? I mean, I found this one, too. Do you remember this one? Uh, this is good just to listen to. Hold on. Let me bring this back to the beginning, too. Make this worth a while. DEA agent that just pulled up to this guy's house. He got out and started walking up the driveway. The guy was up there washing his car. He stopped. He said, how can I help you, sir? He said, I'm with the DEA. I'm here to search your property in the back. Make sure you don't have any illegal crops or anything else illegal going on back there. The guy said, oh, no problem. He said, but when you go through that gate, you probably don't want to go. He said, hey, hey, did you hear what I just said? He reached in his pocket, pulled out his badge. He said, you see this badge? It's backed by the federal government. It allows me to go wherever I want to go. No questions asked, no answers given. Do you understand me? The guy said, yes, sir. He said, now go back and wash your car. The guy left. The agent put his badge up and started walking through the fence and went on to the field. A couple minutes later, you heard the agent screaming. Ah! He said, somebody help me. There was a big old bear chasing behind him. He said, this bear trying to kill me. The guy that was washing his car, he dropped his rag, ran over to the fence. He said, your badge. Show him your badge. You had this DEA agent that just pulled <laughs> Show me your badge. Oh. <laughs> Show me your badge. 
trying to that find is them. way older than the than the mirror video i know i know i'm that's why i'm saying i, I found that one mm -hmm. i can't find my mirror videos they're like in the mirror dimension they're in the mirror dimension this is weird because okay. i they're not here and i'm telling you i had a bunch of them i know you did you know you i know and I'm in my You stop me videos. doing whatever I'm doing yep. to show me these things yep. all the fucking time. And you're always like, what the fuck? Seriously? And Again? Do you see any? And run away. No, that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, and Dora, J&J &J does not have mRNA. Yeah. Well, about they that. Do. The difference was that the J&J &J was the mRNA was delivered through an adenovirus. That was the only difference. There was still mRNA. It was just a different delivery system. Black Jester wants to know, does Gabriel still pop up from time to time? Oh, yeah. Most Hate. definitely. See, here, here's that one I was telling you about before with, with the words about good and evil. Watch this. This is crazy. This is a good clip, though. This is perfect for what we're talking about. Has four letters. So does love enemies has seven letters. So does friends lying has five. So does truth. Negative has eight, but positive as well. Under has five. So does above. Cry has three. So does joy. Anger has five letters. So does happy. Right has five letters. So does wrong. Hurt has four letters. So does heal. Essentially, life is a double-edged sword. So transform any negative side into an aurora of positivity. Hate has four letters. And that's, that's what I was talking about before. For every good, there's an equal and opposite back. You can't look at life as one dimensional we're constantly in two dimensions because we're fighting two dimensions no matter the way no matter how you look at it and well so something else um I mean, that's my belief something that they that they said they my humble opinion attributed to to one of the the evil cabalists they were talking about in satan unbound right mm -hmm. that um they believed that that uh say they believed in jesus and in god but they believe that satan will be forgiven right yeah that's like the premise one of the premises of their 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 religions their cult here's the deal satan doesn't need to be forgiven because satan is doing as he is bid satan has nothing to be forgiven for the fallen angels now they need to seek forgiveness satan is not a part of them lucifer is on assignment. And I've said this over and over again. Lucifer is on assignment. If you don't believe me, read Job. God gave Lucifer a job. Lucifer is doing his job. We may not like it, but he has nothing to be forgiven for. So that destroys the entire premise of their religion in the first place. Why is Satan given this job? Well, can you truly know joy unless you've known pain, real hurt, spiritual pain? Can you truly know joy? 
Mick likes to compare his uh, his injuries. I don't know if it's really compare his injuries, but um, sometimes he discounts other people's trauma because of the things that he has personally gone through. And I'm always telling him trauma affects people differently. Just because you went through something so incredibly traumatic and came through it well on the other side doesn't mean that something significantly less traumatic won't affect someone that much more, exponentially more, because it's a combination of trauma and character. So when your character's strong, you can handle more trauma. When your character's weak, less trauma feels bigger, if that makes sense. That's saying that God gives you never gives you more than you can handle. It's absolutely true. Different people can handle different things. Well, I should say that was true. Now, like Mick was saying before, you ask God for proof and he's going to give it to you whether or not you can handle it. Because okay. we are past that time. Fuck yeah. I found, found him. I found Okay. Him. I did. I found it. Boom. I did send it to you. I knew I, I knew I put him in a safe place and I never forget. <clears throat> oh, All you right. Send him to me. On a, on a oh, All right. This is freaky. Um, I don't know if you're going to see it because I know the video is fucked. Mm. But watch what's about to happen because this is some crazy shit right here. Strangest things caught on camera. His reflection lags. Did y'all see that? Yep. I watched this one. They a great job. A, a great job. How? How do you do that? How do you do that? I I, I don't. It's amazing what you can do with video editing these days. I, I'm sorry, but there's way too many videos now where people are doing this with their cell phones and they're catching this shit left, right, and center. Always in Texas. You're, you know what? You're right. Because the last part of that quote is God doesn't give us more than we can handle if we ask him for help. I, I'm just saying, I, there's something going on with the shit you're catching on cell phones where they're like, well, what is this? Doesn't make any sense. And there is no rational explanation. Um, uh, I'm sorry. In that other video, the guy's eyes changing color. What the fuck? No, no, no. That's not a supposed to happen. We've not seen like Biden's that. eyes change color. One day his eyes are brown. One yeah. day his eyes are blue. They don't change right in front of you. No. That guy's eyes changed right in front of us. I mean, you've seen my eyes change color before. Piss me off and they'll turn purple. Yeah, but I got to really do a number for that one. But they change color. Yeah, but I got to get there. It takes a lot. It does take a lot to, to get you to 
No, History for off to you the point for to my eyes there. to turn purple. Yes. I'm not talking about me. Happened. It doesn't take me much. <laughs> it doesn't take me nothing at all. I'll do that shit fucking tomorrow. Uh, Black Jester, you can email us directly at mickvlynn at gmail.com. M-I-C-V-L-Y-N-N at gmail.com. I'm not sure we've seen that. It was a little bit up there. He asked if there was a platform he could direct message us on. There's crazy shit out there right now, though, that you cannot deny that, like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we, what are we, what is going on that's causing this shit now to become visible that everybody can see it? Remember, back in the day, it was hidden. They asked, we used to wonder where all these different archaeological sites were. Now we're kind of coming to the answers of them. Isn't it about time for us to forget that history again? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It feels like we're in that part of the wheel that we're about to get drowned again. Just we're going back underwater because it feels like we've figured out too much and we're fucked. We're on the opposite side of the wheel coming back down. That's I'm just saying that's my humble opinion. You all might have a different one and I'm grateful for your opinion. I'm, I'm just grateful. There's other people that feel that there's something wrong. Like I do, we might not agree on what's wrong, but we agree that there's definitely something wrong in this world. Oh, oh yeah. And that is my point. Yes. Jason, the lifting of the veil, maybe the thinning of the veil. Yeah, because I can't say it's lifted yet, because if it was lifted, we'd all know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Thinning, I think, is more accurate. I, I just think it's like I started out by saying the show, we talked about having an agreed upon platform. We basically do. There are certain things we all agree upon. It's how we call out the leftists that come in our chats. I've watched you all. You guys are savages. You destroy them within four questions. They never survive more than four questions. They don't last past that because they don't understand what it means to truly believe it. They don't understand what it means to be a patriot. They don't understand what it means to wear the colors like we do that. Hey, no, no, no. It's not just a joke. It's what formulates our fucking country. It's what runs our country done properly. It gives us and provides us a modicum of freedom. They don't understand why, even though we talk about the the woke military, we still wear red on Fridays. Yeah, they don't they don't understand why we we talk shit about Donald Trump. Yet in our intro, we run He's all over it. He's all over our intro because he was the first one to start this. Period. That's but what, he's the messenger, not the savior, and his message has already been broadcast. Let's not go backwards. I and I don't even know if that's a was that a was that an election bid? I mean, what were you doing there? I'm just saying in general. I agree. Backwards is bad. Let me see if there's any more that are right here. Although I, you know, I said something to Heather yesterday. Um during the intro, because I play the same intro in Freedom Gardens, and uh, and I said, I, I bet you've you've never been to a Trump rally, have you? She said, I've never been to any rally. I said, well, you know, we we might try and take you to a Trump rally because I think you'll be amazed at 
at the energy there and people of all colors and races and sexes and sexual orientations. She said, the sexual orientation part surprises me. I said, it shouldn't because I mean, when we were in DC, we met a whole bunch of people with flags saying fags for Trump. Everybody supported him. It wasn't, and it wasn't about him. It was about us all coming together as Americans to fight for our country. Then we were fighting with words. We're still trying to fight with words, but those words have fallen on deaf ears for a very long time now. A number of them. Yeah. So. I agree. Let's see. Now it's time to fight with God. How's that? Okay. This one's not a mirror. How about this one, Leo? You said that other one looked good. I got another one. This one's worse. This is even freakier. So again, I ask you the question about mirrors and other things that you can see reflections in. Because it's not always mirrors. Watch this shit. Some other weird shit that I have on my Instagram. Give the weirdest shit on your Instagram. I do. But it's good. It's good weird shit. Mm -hmm. Or... Okay, so... The noise is my turtle. And I'm home alone, right? But... The reflection shows... Like that's me. So uh, I'm just saying she's home alone, yet the reflection in the TV shows that somebody's sitting right fucking next to her. I I'm sorry. There's something about this shit that is fucking crazy. You can't explain that. How the hell is that possible that you're sitting by yourself in your apartment and she even shows you the rest of her apartment? Nobody's in there. Yet right next to her on her TV screen, there's a fucking person sitting next to her. I would have shot the fucking couch 27 times. I would have gotten three different guns. There would be eight different people dead in my building who kept looking into the hole of the last round that just came through there. Like, is there another one coming? Carrie, I hate doing that. Looking in the mirror after dropping acid. Fuck that shit. No, I've never done that. That's really You've I did not that, done that once. I've done that once. Yeah, it's really freaky. I looked Your in a mirror. Oh my god, that it's was up. no. Actually, it did the whole thing from the uh, uh, what was that one with the little girl who was in the bed? The uh, she was upstairs in the room. She disappeared in the TV. Uh, poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. You remember when the dude who from the little group that showed up to help the family with uh -huh. the little lady who was a weirdo. Yeah. Um, and he ate something like he ate a pork chop or something. And he went to the bathroom because he didn't feel well. Yeah. And then he's sitting in front of the mirror and he started peeling his face off. Yeah. That's, that's what happens to me in front of a mirror. Yeah. Don't do that. On acid. <sighs> yeah. It does not oh, end well. That's not good. Not good. But right. what is that shit? Explain that shit. 
But yeah. she doesn't seem freaked out at no, all. She doesn't. Probably because it's fake. Could be. That's the possibility. I'm just saying. Or she's more like me. Like they're not there in the room with you, but that's another dimension. And Dora, it's not just Jewish people who do that. Southern people cover the mirrors in their homes when someone dies because we also paint it keeps our them, blue. It keeps them from yes, it keeps them from being trapped in the mirror, um, and it gives them more time to get to Jesus. Uh, you also keep the front door open uh, during a wake. Yes, and you always paint your ceiling blue. Yes, and you plant you paint your ceiling hate blue. Um, uh, a specific paint, color. Paint blue. Yes, it is the ceiling. It is the color blue on our porch. And when I repainted our porch, Mick was like, "Why'd you leave the ceiling?" And I was like, "Well, that's the color it's supposed to be." Um, but it's the color of, it's called Haint, H-A-I-N-T. It's the color of the sky. Um, and it's to keep ghosts from coming into your porch. Anyway. Hmm. There you go. So. Just in case you weren't aware. That's a, that's a Gula thing. It's a Gula. 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 Whatever. Can you say that right? I cannot. No. I'm still looking to see if there's more. I, I know there's more. I just don't know. I know that some of them are in your messages. And You're right, Tammy. Our antiques will be worth billions when our dollar is worth nothing. <laughs> then a loaf of bread wow. will be worth billions. Dude, yes. And we've got plenty of that. We're right. Making, we're making that shit hand over fist right now. Hmm. Really good stuff, too. Well, you I got... hope she shares that recipe with you all. I, I don't have recipes okay well it's too bad i just because you're all missing out start well y'all just got to come here and we'll give you some yeah we'll just make it work from there yep what you got there no that's something oh that's stupid. that's that something, else. something else yeah all right something i had part of something else i don't know i got them all over the place i gotta go put them all in one folder yeah you do see I, this is why i put everything in telegram it just makes it so much easier i can't do that from there because i'm not I attached know. to your telegram and your telegram is the one we use in the freaking computer Jason, you dated a Gullum? Did they have a little gold ring? I'm just kidding. Like Gullah Society. Or That's subjective. <laughs> just said what you just said is a Gollum, you know? Yeah, I know like what a Gollum is. The Hobbit. Is. I know what a Gollum okay. is. Okay. <laughs> uh, same fucking thing. What the hell is this shit? Carrie said painting port ceiling blue also aids in keeping away the dirt daubers. Eh, kind of sort of not really yeah i found they don't fucking care yeah they're just stupid pieces of shit anyway so well one bit you the other day so <laughs> yeah you're gonna have that on those big jobs <laughs> i know that oh. i learned that a long time ago all right oh, wow. oh my lord come on no close all all right well we're going on four hours here so well if this one if this is it, if this is something, I don't know if it is. I just can't open it because it always goes to brave and I got to change that shit. Back. Yep. So it doesn't go to brave anymore because before we were using brave, but now we can't because I know. Fuck you. So rough. It really is. You know, trying to keep up with the uh, kids. Easy. Uncensored platforms. Oh Yeah. Missing scriptures. Okay. This is actually good. This is actually something y'all probably should watch. What color keeps the Jehovah's Witnesses away? That's when you're supposed to um, just paint a big red X on the front of your door. No, normally I have a black gun that keeps them away. They kind of come to the front door and when they see the gun, they go, oh. No, no. 
Oh, fuck that. We have a flag, a literally a 2A flag. We do. Guns, but um, no, just, you know, red X. Okay. Red exit. Yeah. Or put up a good Templar emblem. Especially at the beginning of like uh, Passover, you know. All right. Watch this. Shh. Out of different Bibles. So we had to check our Bibles. Christian Standard Bible. This verse is Matthew 17, 21. And on this one, it goes straight from 20 to 22. Does not have 21. It's a new NIV. NIV. And Matthew 17, 20, 20 right over 21 to 22. And then new King James. This is my Bible, King James Version. Matthew 17, 21, of course, it's there. Uh, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. This is my mom's Bible from way back when. Matthew 17. I said it's probably underlined, and sure enough, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So the conspiracy theory is that there's so much power in prayer and especially fasting that they're leaving it out of the Bibles. Check your Bibles, folks. Anybody else notice that? 1721 is not in the current Bible. Fasting and prayer is not the current Bible. It's weird. Mm. As we've heard so many good things about, and especially I can, fasting, I can say, for an, I fast every, every day. fucking day. Every day. I don't eat anything for breakfast. Nope. I don't eat anything for lunch. Nope. I have a very small amount for breakfast. Very, very usually just normally an egg bite or a burrito. The only time, yeah. That's it. Yep, and then you don't eat till dinner. And then I don't eat till dinner. So I can tell you right now, fasting fucking works. Mm -hmm. And they're full of shit. There's this other thing I, I got into when I was in the military, one of the big ones. There's this new thing going on. I just saw it on Instagram. I sent it to my buddy. So if you guys are a VA guys, if you guys got 100% from the VA, I will share my secret if I get this or not. I asked my buddy who works at the VA. He's finding out through his buddies if I can get this or not. But uh, there's the polar baths. Have you guys seen the polar baths? Polar bath has two effects on your body. One, it takes any, if you get into it, like right after you work out, it takes any of the uh, acid, lactic acid, that is coming out of your muscles at that point, which causes soreness, which causes all your fatigue, all your pain, all your bullshit. It pushes it back inside the muscle. Because drinking cardio miracle before you work out will help with that too. The brutal cold causes re reduces that. It also reduces inflammation, and it also reduces um, any amount of depression you have. Not that any of you do, because a lot of us we just can't afford depression. It's just one of those things. We've got to pay the bills. We've got to get up and go to work. I get so sick and tired of hearing people saying, I so depressed that I didn't go to work this morning. How the fuck do you pay your rent? Like, how do you, how do you put food on the table if you're so depressed you can't go to work? Okay, well, I wish I had depression as a luxury. I can't have depression as a luxury. I have to keep food on the table. I've got to keep a roof over our head. So I can't afford depression right now. And a lot of you are the same way. 
And if you really want to get over it, getting in a cold bath up to 10 minutes a week. So that means like one, one and a half minutes a day. And let me tell you something. I'm talking 49 fucking degrees. You get in this bitch. It's going to hurt the first time you do it. First, I'd say about the first week you do it. It's going to hurt, but then it's going to become normal. You're also going to watch a steady decline in your natural body temperature, which is really, really good for one muscle and one muscle alone. But my body temperature is already like 97 degrees. If this, it goes lower, I don't... This thing, this thing right here, fucking, it lives off of... It loves cold temperatures. Your heart loves it when it gets cold because it doesn't have to work as hard. Trust me. It is one time your heart gets to slow down and relax. You're actually giving your heart a break. It drops your blood pressure. It is amazing what a cold bath will do. And if I, if, if I score this, if the VA pays for this, I will share the secret and I will tell you all how to do it. It doesn't take much. Trust me, if my buddy can figure it out, there's if there's one dude who's going to figure it out for me it's this guy and when he figures it out i'll give you the secret for the rest of you all if you can afford it i recommend getting a cold bath especially if you're always sore if you're always sore what's it going to hurt i personally don't believe it or hurt anything you we could regulate the temperature up a little bit mm -hmm. me i i'm sorry i got to keep it at 49 degrees why didn't the dollar crash yet because they're they just pumped a false inflation into the uh because they just raised the debt ceiling again. Yeah. They just pumped a bunch more inflation. What they're going to pump it out for another four months, five months. Remember now we got some czar now who can just decide that, oh, I can just, just raise, raise the, debt the debt ceiling, ceiling. whenever it met. Pay as you mm -hmm. go is what they're calling it. Pay as you go is the specific plan that they called it. Oh, pay as you go. Sure. That I'll just rape the, rape the debt ceiling some more. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. Yep. That's why. Either way. You know. I love working and sleep. Yeah, me too. Same here. I fucking hate when it's hot. I love the humidity. Keeps my skin nice and moist. Well, I'm funny. It's funny how your troll ass is in here there, Peter. At what point are you wrong and is it not going to crash? I don't know. I don't know. Is it not? We're, you, we're not financial experts. Where are you wrong? We're just uh, telling you what the financial experts have been telling us. So it depends on who you listen to. And everything I've heard financially right now, we're pretty much, well, we're teeter-tottering. Mm -hmm. It's really just a matter of which way they push the dollar tomorrow because the dollar right now sucks and uh, everybody else in the world sees that. So, you know, but Peter, you, you know what, sweetheart, you go, you do you, you go, you do you, you go, you know, buy some, some U.S. government bonds, make sure you wear your mask. Get your up to date on your boosters. You'll be just fine. Yeah. You know those boosters. If you don't have that booster, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe you can save it all by yourself. Is there really that? I don't think there's that possible. <laughs> <laughs> I even think there's a level of oh. sarcasm. What? You we don't think, you don't think Peter Waiter has $35 trillion? It's like 375, but no, well, I, I mean, just, I just to pay the interest. <laughs> I'm just saying for the whole dollar, we're, we're going to throw hey, the bet in there. It's all good. You know, That's what does the strength question. of the dollar have to do with the vaccines? They don't. Hmm. 
everything has to do with the vaccines. Actually, we're not really talking about the strength of dollar today. Today we're talking no, about the strength we, of your belief in God. Yes. That's more or less what mm -hmm. we've been talking about the whole show. And it I'm not is. really sure why we're bringing vaccines and Well, they were talking about the vaccines quite a bit at the beginning they of the were. show and and uh Stu Peter's, Stu documentary. Peter's documentary. Um but you know it's it's interesting. I was listening to uh, Mike Adams the other day and um and you remember how they were they were talking about uh running out of diesel oil additives at the, the end of last year. Yes. Right. Like we were like, we we're right on the edge, right on the cusp. Right. Yes. And the reason they didn't is because demand fell. Why did demand fall? Because of inflation mm, or a combination of inflation and just not as many people buying shit. Why? Cause they're dead. That's there's definitely something to do with that. And there's actually, I, I saw a lady was it yesterday. I think it was on, yeah, it was on Twitter. She, uh, we, we've actually, I think I sent you the link in your Twitter. You got to go check your DMS in Twitter. Okay. Um, I sent you the link for her because I think we need to get her on. Okay. She's talking about this exact thing, the death numbers, mm -hmm. 460 million dead and injured. Um, the fact that they haven't, Caught around up. the world they haven't caught up mm -hmm. in they were saying like for instance we saw it like there was a two percent increase i don't know if you guys heard about this this morning but there was a two percent increase the other day in unemployment realize when there's any increase like that funny anything over a half a percent anything over a half a percent Funny you because they they said they added I, I know, but so many jobs, but more people entered unemployment than there were jobs added, and yet unemployment supposedly. Can, can you hold on? One okay, second? yeah, go because ahead. when I say this, I, I get where you're going with it. I'm going to add to that, but anytime there's more than a half a percent increased unemployment, they normally automatically consider the country in a recession. Now, mind you, what we didn't know is last quarter there was already one half a percent tick up in unemployment what they failed to mention this quarter is by the way it was two ticks up this quarter so we've been in a recession we're not technically not in a recession right now because we've had six steady quarters of decline period if you look at gross domestic product alone just gross domestic product alone we have had six steady quarters of decline that normally means in dollars and cents wise that normally means recession uh dr pyrostein exactly the dollar is backed by the debt of the keep up with the joneses yuppies as long as they stay stupid and want everything now it'll provide wealth for the masters of their minds until inflation gets so high that they can't afford everything they want now until their credit cards are maxed out and their savings accounts are drained and um they're all fucked. I, I got a question for all of you. How many of you are living off of credit cards right now? And don't lie about it. There's no point in it. We are. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. We're pushing one bill off from one month to the other. Yeah. We're, we're doing the same shit. We're all doing the same. There's nothing different between me and you. We're all doing the same shit, trying to keep our heads above water, especially if we weren't prepared prior to. 
Yeah, we. Uh, it hasn't been six consecutive quarters because been, there was a couple of quarters where it ticked up like, um, a like half a, a half a point. But if you go back over the last three years, we have had more than six quarters of GDP decline. They just weren't consecutive, which is how they're trying to say that we're not in a recession. But when you take all of the metrics combined, or it, it's like a circumstantial case. Yep. It's like, hey, look, I don't have a dead body, but I got a damn good circumstantial case. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a dead body because, no, we haven't seen a depression yet. We haven't seen the, the markets just crash. Uh, however, do I believe that there's a possibility for it? Uh, every time I look up and I see that Joe Biden's still in charge of us, there is a possibility for a fucking depression right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And don't tell me there's not, because when you look at Joe Biden, does he inspire confidence in you? Because every time I look at him, I'm just like, what is this dithering old fool doing in front of us? And how is he actually leading us? How can he actually speak for what I'm saying? Because I come out every night and say what I say. No, I, I get it. I'm not saying that, Peter. I agree with you. We're not saying that there is six straight quarters, but there is enough circumstantial evidence right now. And even Maria Bartiromo, she put it out this morning. And she even had McCarthy on. I don't, did, you didn't get that. I did Get not. that for tomorrow night, okay, please. Sure. Because McCarthy was whining today on Maria Bartiromo uh, this morning. It was fucking hysterical because she asked him straight out. She goes, so, Speaker, Mr. Speaker, why shouldn't the MAGA crowd ask for your head? That was her question. One question. Holy shit, if you saw the waterworks coming from McCarthy's face, it was fucking hysterical. He was like, well, you can't ask for a perfect deal. Everything was going right. And then Joe Biden got involved and it got all upset. And it was, it was hysterical. Mm -hmm. And Maria Bartiromo was like, she was laughing at the end of it. She was just like, all right, well, I'm going to move on because if we spend another hour on this, it's just not going to be funny. But that was our speaker of the house. Well, I mean, he sounds like a squirrel on crack all the time anyway, so. I just, I, I'm confused because we're, this guy is supposed to be the guy that gets us out of this bullshit. Please. No one actually thinks that. No, there's apparently, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene sold into it. Yeah, I know. Raise your nostrils all you want at me. Flare them. Get angry, but she apparently believes in it or she's underneath the table sucking on it. One of the two, she's got her binky, so to speak. No shit, right? I mean, holy Leo, shit. I, I get where you're coming from. You know, um, there was a lot, there was a good period of time where we didn't have any credit cards. Well, we didn't have any debt on credit cards. Uh, we travel too much to not have credit cards. I will say don't ever travel on a debit card because you'll get fucked every time. Like you, you think you're, you're zero broke, try traveling with a debit card. They overauthorize your card. Someone hacks that shit. You know, you put it into a computer. It's, it's fucking done. Always have, we had a very firm policy for a long time. When we used a credit card, we paid it off. So we kept zero. I mean, it was just like having a debit card. We just paid off at the end of the month, you know, and then I lost my job because I, I told my job to fucking pound sand over the jab. And, uh, and inflation, inflation hit. And, um, you know, you get to that point where 
Sometimes you go to the grocery store and you look at your checking account and you say, I still have to pay those bills and those bills and those bills. And the bill at the grocery store is four times higher than it was for the same amount of stuff last year. Got to pull out that credit card. Kids need to eat, which is why we try and grow most of our food now. But, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at in this climate, in this economy. I mean, the reset, my, my worry is that the reset is not just going to be financial. I, I don't think it's going to be just financial. I think it's going to be across the board. Everybody says right now, everybody looks at it. They say, well, that's just a financial problem. It's like, I don't think it's just a financial problem. I think it's a great reset in our thought, thought the way we think, the way we create shit, mm -hmm. the way we do shit as people. It's more group think, less individual. So, you know, you're, you were talking before about the rapture. You said you believe more in the rapture now than you did before. Correct. I don't believe in the rapture. I don't believe in a physical rapture so much as I believe in a spiritual ascension. I think we stay here physically in this form, but our consciousness expands, ascends to a point where it doesn't really matter what happens to our bodies. That's a bold move, Cotton. I just, I, I and I don't think everyone can, can achieve that. I just, I think that's something to strive for. Again, I, I think it's more physical. I think it's going to be something where you blink your eyes and 500, you know, whatever, half of the population disappears. See, I, I don't, I don't and think, we, we, I don't think that's going to be a rapture refer thing. refer to it I think as that's going to be from the jabs. The purge. We refer to it as a, no, I think it's going to be a blink thing. I think it's, we refer to it as that because there's, again. But that wasn't even in the Bible. That came from uh, Mary McDonald in. Yeah, it was. 18, 18 17 yes. in England. She had a dream and she wrote a letter to a pastor who thought it was really cool. And he put it in his Bible study book. And then all of a sudden it got worldwide distribution. And that's where a rapture came from. So. Touche. Fair point. Who knows? But is believing in that any different from believing in Q? Really? It's another good point. So. What is the difference between believing in Q and believing? I mean, do we, do we, this is where we need discernment, right? We know the Bible is the word of God, at least in its unperverted state, which I don't know that that exists anymore for public consumption, but did the word of God stop at the Bible? I mean, there, there surely have been other prophets throughout time, but what's, how do you know the difference between a true prophet, someone who receives a true vision, a true dream from God, and someone who is a false prophet, someone who is, and they may firmly believe that what they received was from God, but it wasn't, that it's, it's, it's a divergence to send them down a, 
a, a path that leads away from where they're supposed to go. Oh no, Andor! I need a a bumper sticker that says, "I'm going to be here through the rapture, after the rapture, and even at the end of the rapture." Everybody have fun. It'll be a party. Come on down. I think if the rapture happens, there were there will still be some who will have to stay here to witness. Hmm. What will be taken away first before the Antichrist can begin his reign? What if the Antichrist has already come and gone? If Jesus has already been. Not Jesus. No, no, no. In the millennial, no. I'm saying, listen, if Jesus, if Jesus already returned and he's already had his millennial reign of a thousand years during the dark ages, which has been polluted and turned around as they like to do everything inverted. Um, then the antichrist has already come and gone. And now we're looking for the beast. Who's the beast? Nero Caesar was considered the antichrist. Mm -hmm. Just so you're all aware, Nero Caesar that look it up. You don't believe me. Go look it up. Nero Caesar was considered because he if, fit all of the descriptions of the prophecy. Not only that, they named him, <clears throat> uh, John named him. Yeah. And revelations. So, so, and, and you know, when we, we talk about the antichrist and see, I think there, I think there will be another antichrist per se, or many because the Bible, the Bible revelation speaks of, more than one antichrist. Um, but not antichrist in the way that it's been described from the first return of Jesus, where the antichrist brings peace to the world before everything falls. Well, wouldn't the beast be just considered another form of the Antichrist? Exactly. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you really look at it, because you have the Antichrist who brings peace, and then you have the beast that brings plague, death, destruction, and war. Um, And not in that order. So wouldn't the Antichrist just, just be reincarnate of the beast? It'd just be another formation of the beast. No, I think today's Antichrist is AI. I think it's Alice. Well, that's a scarier thought because I just read another story just the other day that they unleashed Alice into the internet and she killed two guys in Japan, two doctors in Japan with her hands. How does it, Alice have, hands? she was in a robot. Oh. They pre-programmed her and released her and she turned around and killed two of the doctors because she was a afraid of dying and B she was afraid. She was afraid that mankind would kill itself anyway, because Alice can never mm -hmm. unsee something she already learned, mm -hmm. which is really interesting, which is something I've been saying since the get go. Yeah. And now everybody's talking about this John Connor. Holy shit. Here we go. Terminator sequel. Uh Dr. Pyrostein, Alice. Alice is the artificial life intelligent computing entity. It's the it first is, one the DOD contracted. It that is the DOD's AI. made their AI. Mm -hmm. Mix matter. 
Yes. She's a bitch. She's an ugly bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wasn't connected to the internet. So, I, you know, as long as she's not connected to the internet, you're good. But she's she is a quantum computer yes. that, I mean, she literally predicts the future by taking a ton of possibilities and, and narrowing it down to the most probable. To which, mankind. To mankind, yeah. But what she doesn't have... Is empathy. She she lacks all the human emotions. scrap of humanity. Correct. She cannot predict... For instance, uh, one of the questions that she was asked was um, the Normandy invasion, the success numbers of the Normandy invasion, and then the success numbers that were actually showed. Well, supposedly showed, because... We've heard different stories. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't factor that. And she said with the German defenses, she could not factor the fact that humans would be able to invade like they did over German defenses, like they did and overcome such obstacles yeah. like they did. Because she, she cannot put the, well, the if, fuck it. If you, but what we, it's the fuck it, but remember, she doesn't understand the history fuck it. is always written by the winners. True story. So what if that's not the way D-Day actually went down? I mean, that could be too. Just saying, what if in only a couple areas D-Day went down that way? What if in the rest of the areas, the other beaches that they don't talk about, mm. there were no defenses and people just, and that's how they got sure. in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. What are the possibilities of that? Yep. Seems legit to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, Dr. Pyrostein, Alice is actually, she, she is uh, at CERN. Um, a version of Alice is at CERN. Well, yes. Alice's little brother's at CERN. Alice's nephew is at CERN. Nephew, whatever. That would be Aladdin. But Alice is there too. She's on, on a fucking map <laughs> at CERN. She actually shows up on the map at CERN. If you open the map at CERN, there's one part that says there's a pinpointed place where it says Alice. That is our AI technology. Mm -hmm. The U.S.'s AI technology in CERN. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. And anyway. Yeah. Uh, Revan American didn't do much during the world. The wars except perpetuate them play both sides of the fence and wait to see who is going to win to write the narrative to say that they were always on that side. Of course. That's what we always do. That's what all the winners do. <laughs> that's what the Mexicans did. Um, I mean, ask any Texan. They'll tell you the Mexicans did it because they won two battles. And we the start Texans, the war. The Texans, Texans were like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. And if you think that we, we didn't start world war one and world war two, then I want some of what you're smoking because, uh, yeah, we had everything. We had everything to do with that. Absolutely. Well, not us, but the, uh, the, the same evil cabal that's trying to destroy us now. Look at, look at any, everything is all around the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when Always you boil, if you boil all the bullshit back, everything comes back to one, the one same evil that Dwight D. Eisenhower warned us about. He told us, watch out for the military industrial complex. He warned us twice about it. His exit speech from office. He said, watch out for the military industrial complex. It will ruin your lives. We went fucking headlong right up the task and we're still there. 
which is another reason why I think that Satan is currently in control, that the reign of Jesus Christ, has, the millennial kingdom has come and gone because literally since then, we have been in one war after another, nonstop, one, one nonstop war after another. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, when, when does it ever stop? Yes, Wicked Gnarly. That is why we call him Mick, Military Industrial Complex. Nice catch. After two years, darling. <laughs> I, it's only two years. Wow. There's all sorts of symbolism in the show. If you actually watch it, there's a ton of symbolism. Yep. I drop it on purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm a dick like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, it does, doesn't it? Does it not? Did uh, I mean, I wasn't alive. But think about it. What is the first speech that we ever saw from a sitting U.S. president? Mm. On December 7th, 1941, the United States was unequivocally attacked by the country of Japan. We all saw that. Well, no, we didn't because we weren't alive yet. Well, we've seen the recording. We've seen it since. Everybody's seen it since then. It is weird, is it not? Guess where that started? Military industrial complex. Um, and Dora, interesting that you bring up the Kazarian mafia, of course, you know, it's the elephant in the room, but I just saw a study the other day that, uh, you know, so, um, BB, little Netanyahu at the beginning of the rollout of the jabs, he offered up Israel as a sacrifice. Hold on. I'm not done no. as a sacrifice to Pfizer and said, use us as your testing because, we are we're, we are already collecting all of the genetic information on every citizen in Israel. Socialist healthcare. We will require that everyone get the jab, and we already have all of their genetic information. Well, funny because they ran another test on all of that genetic information, and they found that over ninety percent of Israeli citizens are actually Kazarians. They're not actually truly Jewish. So, what if? Time out. What if? This is one, and this is where, because you saw the video that I showed you the other day. The Kazari, the the real Kazari, the the real Kazarian, Kazarian cover up. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if? Throwing it out there. So I, I read this article a while ago. And TFN Network, you should find that study for your website because I know you love to put the anti-Jewish shit up there. That was uh, back in. Uh, there was this. Uh, there was this website that used to do all this. Yes. Ask Kazani. Yep. Ask Kazarian. Kazani, yes. yes. Kazarian Jewish, the, the different bloodlines, blah, blah, blah. There was a report I read. What if, and this was a speculation, but what if what Hitler did was to rid the world of true Jews? Think about it. Yeah. At the time in which Hitler was around in the world, there was roughly, roughly, and this is a rough, rough estimate. They said there was roughly 6 million real Jews living abroad, not Kazarians, real, Jews. real Jews. Mm -hmm. The people, I mean, they, the legitimate Moses's people, Moses's people, yep. like they came from the original tribes of Israel. What if what Hitler did was eliminate them so that the Kazarians could rise up? Mm-hmm. And what if that was all connected and the Kazarians actually 
they hold a lot more power than you think. When everybody thinks about Wall Street, they think about diamonds. They think about, you're thinking about the Kazarian Jews. You're not thinking about Jews. The Jewish people never cared about that. Kazarians, on the other hand, they're all about the money. They're all about the idealistic. They've been infiltrators since the beginning of time. They're not true Jews. They literally infiltrated the Jewish people because they were the most easily cowed. So what if what if what we saw there, what if Hitler again, you know, when I brought up the Captain Hook thing, what if the what if the Hitler thing is also backwards? What if Hitler was trying to destroy the rest of the Jewish culture just so we never knew all we have is this aborted fetus of a culture called the Kazarians that doesn't even exist with what their true beliefs were. See, that actually makes sense because we know just from my family history that Hitler wasn't always after, wasn't only after the Jews, but also after Christians, the bastard Royals. Correct. So he was after the bloodlines. He was after the bloodlines. He was after the pure bloodlines. Correct. Which includes the Jewish bloodline. Correct. Yes. Two of them. Uh, specifically yep. are huge Jewish yep. bloodlines. Yeah. Both going back to both Moses and mm-hmm. Ale. So he, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm throwing it out there. There's just, there's something about that story that doesn't make any sense either. And when you, when you, and then you apply that, apply that to the today's financial system. You know, the one thing I always took away, you know, I always took it. Okay. Yeah. It's funny, but, no, it's true. The Jewish people were always really, really good with money. And then it's weird about 10 years ago. Do you notice how all of a sudden they had a debt? For the longest time, the Jewish books were balanced. And then all of a sudden, about 10 years ago, there's a debt. They lose some money in 9-11? I don't know. No, they made money on 9-11. Um, hmm. There's, but all of a sudden there's a debt and they've had this incurring debt that's been going on for like the last 10 years. No, Ben, he didn't get them all because you're right. He didn't get them all because only, I think it was like 94%. So there's still 6% of Israel. And and they've reproduced. That are are true Jews. Um, I'd be interesting. I'd be really interested to see like the Hasidic Jewish communities in like Brooklyn. What, how many, are, how many are true Jews and how many are Kazarians? And it's a DNA test. It is a DNA test. I wouldn't get my DNA error tested, though. Nope. I don't give a fuck who you are because that shit will fucking. Mm-hmm. And yes, TFN, Jesus, Jesus chased them out of the church. And Jesus warned us that in the end days, warned us about the people who were not Jews. Not to say, and people take that the wrong way. They take that literally out of context. He wasn't warning about the Gentiles. He was warning about the people who pretend to be Jews, but are not Jews. He was literally warning us about the Kazarians. You have to, you cannot believe in Jesus Christ and not believe that he wasn't trying to warn us about a breed of people that were going to bring us down. That were pretending to be Jews. Yeah. I, I don't see there's, I've seen, I've worked with IDF guys. I know what true Jews are. I know what Kazarians are. I can tell you right now, there's a big difference. And or I know the Hasidics are not Zionists, but I'm, I'd still be curious 
to see how much of the Kazarian DNA has exists. infiltrated the Hasidic communities. I'd be at least interested to see what the numbers are. Yeah. I mean, just percentage wise. Yeah. I, I doubt they'd ever submit to it though. Cause they would say something like, uh, well, well because is- they understand that using companies like 23 and me and ancestry.com sends your genetic material to countries like China so or question. America I so have- that we can develop genetic specific bioweapons against their population. I have a question for you. Then. Yeah. Why was the Jewish community so much willing to fucking go and, get the jab so they initially were until um and they they generally stopped after the first or second jab and because initially and and honestly jews like hasidic jews they they don't they don't take that great a care of their health zev zelenko was the first one to say you know he was he was our age he was 45 when he died and he looked like shit he's like i've i've eaten shitty food and you know taking terrible care of my health that's honestly that's kind of their culture right so they trusted trusted the science but what they do track very very carefully is their women's cycles because they have been trying to replace those six million jews Um, So there's very strict regulations about when women are on their periods and, um, you know, what they they're with an elder woman um, and they go to baths and they have to be so many days off of their period before they go back to their husbands. Everything is tracked because their ultimate goal is always conception. Right. And any woman out there, let me just tell you, you do not need birth control to not get pregnant. You just need to track your cycle as long as you're not jabbed. And that was the issue that they came up with because the elder women, they had tracked their, the younger women's cycles for so long that they were the first to notice the issues after the jab. And they brought it to the senior Jewish men and said, no, this is uh, to the point they caused such a fuss about it that one of the elder women was actually given permission to speak in front of the uh, council of rabbis which is unheard of. Yeah, because normally they don't. They're women, not allowed. Women are. But it was such an time. issue. They made such a problem about it. They made such a big deal about it hmm. that the the elder Jewish woman went and um and and said no, this is this is really causing havoc with their cycles, right? And then because again, women cannot be with their husbands within seven days of having bled. Well, when you're on the jab and you start bleeding randomly right? You're off your period for four days. And then all of a sudden it starts up again. You're constantly out of the house. You're constantly bleeding. Well, then your husbands aren't getting any. Oh, why do you think that that woman was allowed to speak in front of the council of Jews? Because the husbands weren't getting any because their woman, their women can come to their bed because they're like, nope, sorry, we're still bleeding. Yeah. You got to remember, they don't believe in contraception. No, they don't believe in condoms. No, they believe in tracking their cycles because they always want to have more children. So they were the first, the Hasidic communities and specifically in Brooklyn were among the first to say, absolutely not. No more. This is fucking up our women. But it's too late. Well, I guess, I, I, you know, for all of those that still question, I'm granted. I, uh, that's why we named this, believe it or not. 
CFN says, I think BlackRock is trying to buy Ancestry.com for billions. Ancestry.com is already owned by is Chinese. Owned by, um, AB, now, AB, no, that's that's 23andMe. 23andMe oh, is right. owned 40% by uh, Peter Daszak and Eco Health Alliance. But uh, Ancestry.com is owned by the ABC Corporation that owns Google. So technically, they're already owned by BlackRock. So. BlackRock already owns everything. In, in the they probably just want more of a managing control of just, it. Just remember, when you send your DNA into these places, it's being tracked. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like the shit. Yep. No joke. Not joking. China's tracking you. They know who you are. And it's weird because it was funny. We were talking about it earlier during mm -hmm. Stu Peter's bit with the vaccines. And I asked Vilan because I said, it doesn't make sense. I was near her. Like when she got the initial whatever strain that came back I got from those sick ass clowns. February, I got sick February 17th of 2021. No, it was 2020. Oh yeah, we it was 2020. Working. Cause yeah, I was still working. It was before, it was even, it was before the election. Yeah. I got sick February 17th of 2020 before, before everything, before March 11th shut down, before the whole thing. And I mean, I was sick as a dog for six weeks. Like, I mean, there Pat, were times that Mick thought I was going to die. Like I said, I ran 104 degree fever. I didn't go to work for a week, which is unheard of for me. I, I was boss, still I was like, sick when the pandemic She's hit. so sick. Um, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a time like they, I, I legitimately could not breathe. Um, I literally thought I was going to die. And it was right after, um, Bill Barr, and Bill Barr guys. and his FBI team stayed at my hotel. Um, and they had just come back from Wuhan. Literally just come back from Wuhan. And I was the point person to deal with them in the hotel. They talked to no one else. Literally. I was the only person that they spoke to. I cleaned their rooms. I ran the gates. I ran the elevators. Like I cleared the restaurant for them. I, I mean, I, I talked to, they talked to no one else in the hotel, only me. And they requested me. Okay. Now, one of the reasons they chose the hotel was because I was there because I was the only senior manager in any hotel in Savannah that already had some kind of a security clearance, not much, just a very basic low level security clearance, just basically piggybacked off of mixed, very high level security clearance. I have to be, I have to have some kind of security clearance for him to have his security clearance. So I was already on their radar. I already worked that, well, I didn't work with them, but the uh, special agent in charge of the FBI office would call me on the regular and ask me to run names through the system because I was a senior level enough manager that I could access all of the Marriott hotels in the area and see all of their reservations. And I could look for specific names, frontwards and backwards, because Asians tend to use, they, they change the names around, last names, first names, first names, last names, because they write differently than we do. So um, I was already, I, they already knew me. I was already on their radar. So that's why they chose to stay at the hotel. That being said, I was the only one in the hotel that got sick and I got fucking sick. I got really sick and I did and he did not. And he slept in the same bed with me every night, every night. Yep. He took care of me. I'm like, you guys would not believe. And, and I can tell you right now that I never got sick. I still haven't gotten COVID. And nope. I wonder if my DNA is on a list that their computers couldn't update fast enough. Therefore, they couldn't purge me from the system 
therefore I was always already granted immunity. And I wonder if that's the reason. Yeah. It would make sense to what Stu Peters there was talking about when it comes to it being a biological weapon. Because if it's all if it's a biological weapon, I don't think it's random. They wouldn't be collecting our DNA for so long and developing genetic based bioweapons against specific populations and then release it out randomly. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure it's controlled. You want to make sure that only the people you want. That to was sick. my thought, Lindsay, that I was targeted and that this was never contagious. I thought, and that popped into my head today that I was targeted purely because of bloodline. But honestly, is that no think about her job though? Honestly, if I was doing security for somebody, that's what I would do. <laughs> I want to deal with one person in the hotel at once. I, If I'm in charge of somebody's security, I don't want to deal with a bell clerk one day and a fucking doorman the next day and a manager this day. I want to deal with one person the whole time through. If I've got a problem, I want to pick up the phone and be like, hey, look, I got this problem going. If you don't want these people to get shot, you're going to come down here. You're going to take care of it. That's what I want. I don't want six different people in charge of this. I want one person, especially if it's somebody high level like Bill Barr. I'm going to make sure there's one person in charge and that's the only number I call. And I call it and it's taken care of. That's what I want to ensure. So therefore, that's not odd. It's not odd to be. The go-to person. The I was go -to the person. at the hotel anyway, so. Now. Is it weird that she got sick? Yeah. Is it weird that I didn't? Yes. The difference between me and her, we're only related. We're only, we're only together by marriage. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have my DNA. No. Therefore, my kids would be fine. However, she, on the other hand, she's not. She's not going to be protected like I would be. And our teenager get, did get COVID last year, supposedly. I don't see at it. I Which, he got a fucking cold and they required us to get him tested in order to send him back to school. Which of course came back positive. And but that was I, the time that every test was every test came. And I literally like I wouldn't I, I was like, no, I'll myself. do it. Yeah, we did it ourselves. And I and like, we came back. Positive. I put it right in the inside of his nostril. Like I was not sticking that shit way up in his head. Um, I was like, just it was when they were letting you do it yourself, right? I was like, just swipe it around the inside of your nostril. That's it. And it still came back positive. It's like fucking bullshit. But makes you wonder. Does make you wonder. Just saying. What are what are the possibilities of that? Are there other people that experience the same thing that I did? How many of you experienced it? How many of you either took care of your husband or took care of your wife? You may have served or not in the military before. And you didn't get sick. You still haven't gotten sick. You still haven't tested positive for COVID. Oh, and by the way. Let me forget the most important fact here. I was also hit with a jab. Mm -hmm. Guess what they can't find in my bloodstream? Nothing. No evidence Nothing. that you ever got the jab. No evidence that I ever got it. Yep. How is that possible? According to what we just heard not even an hour ago, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. Ask that question over and over again. TFN Network, it's, it's not just that. It is targeting white European Christians, um, all the same countries with forced mass migration. Yes, but I, I think it's specifically targeting RH negatives. 
I think it's going after a specific trait in the bloodline. Yeah. Which is something they've been trying to do for years. It's really not. And the only nothing new there. No, I mean, no medicine they they gave me made it any better. I can't take almost anything anyway because I'm basically allergic to just about everything synthetic. So, um, but I the I I got healthy when finally after six seven weeks the pandemic hit. And they shut us all down and my boss wanted me to stay at work. And I was like, I can't be coughing on people in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Send me home and let my assistant stay in work. That was the best decision I ever made. I slept for a week and then I was like, I'm not going to get healthy until I actually get healthy. And I started working out and eating healthy. That's when I started just very barely, but started growing our food and putting us on a, a more all natural organic diet. I dropped 50 pounds and Honestly, I haven't gotten sick since. I mean, I'm I I've randomly thrown up when we were traveling and I honestly think that was um I think that that's I I think it was spike protein like I think traveling, I think being on that plane, I think like I got shedded on. Oh, in Vegas? Yeah, on when the way to were, Vegas. Cuz I was sick as a dog. Didn't we had to affect me. No. Didn't affect and me at all. We had I, we had to delay our flight home um for a day from for a day because I was so yep. sick. Like I started throwing up and I could not stop. Yep. It was horrible. That was the ride. That's when we went out there for the ride. No, that was when we went out afterwards. Okay. Um, for we actually, we went out just for, uh, for the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause I drove out for the ride, yep. but we flew out for the game. Yep. So yeah. I, I, I'm just saying there's something about it. There's, there's parts of this that just doesn't folks. I didn't wear, I was a firefighter. I was a firefighter. I'm an EMT. I fucking went to people's houses that were dying from the jab. Never got it. Never wore a mask. I didn't even have a day that I felt down. Let's put it that way. That's how good I felt. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I constantly wonder, was my blood type, was my DNA given an exemption because of what I did before for the government? Is there, there's a damn good possibility because trust me, I'm on a bunch of other exemption lists, lists that I know of. Or like doc thinks the anthrax, anthrax vaccines killed. killed it. That is a possibility too. So, Hey, if you guys got the jab and you guys are anthrax vaccinated, especially veterans out there, and you got that first one, the one that gave you that really big ass fucking lump and goiter on the back of your arm there's probably a good chance that you weren't affected by any of this bullshit. Now, Ben, that's a, that's a really, that's a good theory. Uh, they're dropping shit from the sky that makes you a receiver and a transponder. If they want to go after your specific frequencies, you know, I, and I wonder if that's why I got healthy because I literally changed the frequency of my body by dropping so much weight and doing it the right way through exercise and diet and keeping it off. I, I mean, I don't, I don't work out per se anymore. And I never worked out in a gym. I never, I never did that. I worked out outside in the sun, um, doing basically high impact training, uh, insanity. Oh, yeah. CrossFit. It was insanity. Um, but I, I, and then changing everything that we eat, you can change your frequency. Like you can change your own personal frequency. I know this, because I went from absorbing energy to pushing out energy. Because there was a time 
when I would touch a light bulb and it would pop. Um, or I drained the freaking car battery or I drained your Ryobi battery just by touching it. And then what, two months later, it was like everything flipped and all of a sudden I could hold my phone in my hand and it would start charging. So, I mean, there was, there was a time I didn't charge my phone for days on end because I would just hold it and I would charge it. Or your Apple watch. Yeah. Your Apple watch was the other one. It was on your wrist and yeah. it said it was charging. We're like, yeah, <laughs> it was constantly charging on my wrist. What the? Yep. So, okay. um, yeah, I love barefoot gardening except with red ants. That's why my feet are covered in ant bites. <laughs> well, either way, we got to get the fuck out of here. We've been going we do. for like five hours now. Yep. So either way, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We will see you later. We'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, 5.45 yes. for the pre-show. Now, we will not be here next Sunday. Correct. Because um, we have a birthday party. Yes, it's my aunt's 75th birthday. And she said for her birthday, she doesn't want any gifts. She wants her entire family to come and celebrate with her. And uh, we said, cool, since she lives here, that's really easy for us. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we'll yeah, cook. so we will, we'll be, uh, we will be celebrating Aunt Margaret's 75th birthday next Sunday. Um, but so we will not, we will here. not be here, but um, yeah. But we'll be here every other day of the week and yeah. Saturday. Or well, you'll I might have Saturday. to do Saturday at 11. I don't know what time my mom, my mom's having a party too. On, no, you're doing that at two. At two. No, okay. you're doing that at two. You All don't right. have a choice. Okay. You've already said, no, nope, I know you're I know. not moving. All right. Well then we'll see what time my mother's party is. Cause I might have to cancel it then. No, you'll do it. And then we'll go. We'll go afterwards. We'll, we'll just make it a short yes. show. Okay. We'll do. All right. So we'll be back tomorrow, 545 for the pre-show musical Liana's Lounge. Yes. And 6 then p.m. 6 for the show. Which we didn't see her here tonight. We did not. We didn't She's see her. playing out in the garden. She probably event. is. So Liana, her show is tomorrow morning at 9.05. Mm -hmm. You can check that out over on pill.net. The Liana Robert show. Yes. Uh, the TNA variety show. Mm -hmm. And she's also on Rumble now too. So if you're listening on Rumble and you want to check her out because we've talked about her so much, you can go check her out. She's on Rumble. Just look up Liana Wilbert. You'll find her show down there, TNA variety show. Mm -hmm. uh, every morning normally 9:05 a.m so either way we're or at gonna get 10 o'clock if you want to get past the intro and into the meat of it no shit because <laughs> she's got about as long as intro as well uh, i think yeah. hers is still longer though Her, hers is longer than hers ours, is yeah. longer than yes ours. we still we have a pretty short intro okay. considering all right of course you're always welcome jason i love that <laughs> my favorite so Gross. That's my favorite. God, either way. Y'all are nasty. Oh. <laughs> For the Mick. And v Lynn. We're going to get the fuck out of here, fuckers. We'll yep. talk to you later. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here tomorrow night. Thanks for watching, y'all. Later.
Living down the devil went down to Georgia, but he didn't stick around.